0: Well, you've never borrowed money before, so no. Mm-hmm. Well, the bit that annoys me with mortgages is so they they do this whole affordability assessment, and you're like, oh, yeah, can't, I've, can't, I've I've applied for a mortgage. Yeah, before. Can, can you afford to pay us? Let's pick a nice round number. Let's say, can you afford to pay us six hundred pounds a month, which is what a mortgage will cost you? And you Typically, just turn yeah. and you turn around and you go, well, hold on a minute. I've been paying, you know, eight, nine, a thousand pounds per month in mm-hmm. rent for the last 15 years and you're now saying that I'm not responsible enough to pay a mortgage which is less than <coughs> what rent is what? I saw some
1: I saw something on um I'm a big fan of black people facebook on the black people facebook subreddit right um because there's some genuinely funny stuff on there but it also um it's I know it's it's normally just like the comedy side of things but it's mm. quite it's um, I like reading it because it's the world from a, a different people's perspective yeah. you know obviously I can only view the world as a white guy so it's nice to view the world from somebody else's perspective and get an idea yeah. but there was somebody on there that just went I've just been turned down uh, it was like apparently my credit rating sucks and I can't afford a, a $600 a month mortgage guess I'll just con- mm-hmm. continue on living in my $1400 a month fl- rented property Precisely. Like, what
0: the- yeah, precisely you're sitting there going you give me a mortgage you loan me the money my outgoings go mm. down you know there is no excuse for it to not be able to afford that but, but they don't take that into what, account
1: what got me is when we and my ex were looking at mortgages um it was just <clears throat> we were looking just after we, the last one we looked at was just after I bought my car yeah um or was it just before no, we were talking to someone about mortgages. She had a friend who worked in, in, you know, mortgaging and all that sort of shit. And it was just after I bought my car. And they're like, oh, I can give you a rough idea of how, how people will approach you. I was like, okay. And he goes, do you have a phone? I was like, yeah, I pay for my phone monthly. I can prove contract. Okay. What do you do? I mean, I live at home with family, blah, 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 blah. And it was, um, and you own a car? Yes, I do own a car. Okay. And do you pay for that monthly? Nope. Well, how do you, how do you, what is it, a company car? No, I bought it. Yeah, but do you pay for it? Do you pay for it monthly? No, no. I bought it outright. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I paid I paid in full. The car is mine. Oh, that's not going to help you.
0: Why is that not going to help me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I'm, clearly, fuck? I'm clearly responsible enough to, to save money to I'm buy responsible things outright. Enough, I'm
1: responsible enough that I had, I'm not trying to brag because I'm not in this financial position anymore after a year and a half of unemployment, but at the time I was responsible enough with money that I had saved enough to pay. On the day I bought my car, I paid out nearly eight grand for the car. Mm. I paid out nearly 900 quid on insurance. Mm-hmm. So let's say nine grand in total, then and there on the spot. And I still had enough to put down a deposit, my half of a deposit on a 200K plus house. Yeah. I was like, I'm responsible as fuck. G- give me your mortgage. Just Give it to me and watch me work.
0: The one thing the one thing that I did um, when I was younger, um, mm. and unfortunately I fell into a hole, and that's why I'm in the financial position that I'm in. Um, but Because, again, the advice was, oh, if you ever want to get a mortgage and things like that, you need to have good credit, and you need to prove that you are responsible with money. So I was like, mm. great. What I'll do is I will take out a credit card, and what I'll do with said credit card is I will use that just to put fuel in my car. Nothing mm-hmm. else. And then at the end of the month, pay it off, blah, 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 blah. Um but the trick And the, then and then I fell into a hole because I am not particularly fiscally responsible. Uh, every wasn't.
1: time every time anyone because obviously I'm I'm not yet thirty and mm. uh well very nearly, but not yet. Um actually two weeks today.
0: Mm.
1: Wait, is it two weeks today? I
0: don't
1: know. Yeah, two weeks today, twenty third. <laughs> um no, because I'm sat in my head and I'm looking at it, I'm like, it's the ninth. And I'm trying to add 9 to 14, and it didn't make 23 (laughs) for some reason, and I got confused. (laughs) I'm just bad at maths. Mm. Um, Yeah, but everybody I know who is of my age, Mm. sort of my, you know, there's there's always at least one of them who has a story of, I got a credit card, and I intended to use it only for X. Yeah. Thinking, Only in the
0: case of uh, emergencies.
1: <laughs> you know, my parents told me uh, in my case it was um a female friend of mine, she her parents had very well educated her on what she needed to do to get a house. Mm-hmm. They were like you want a mortgage, this is what you need to do. Her dad was like some big shot um architect or something. Right. Um had a lot of money, but he was basically like I'm not giving you, you earn your own money. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you anything. Yeah this is how you get it yourself.
0: Yeah, I'll provide and you he, with the tools to make it yourself.
1: Exactly, yeah. And I, I thought it was pretty good that he, he you know, sat her down and, and taught her how to do it. But yeah. basically, he was like, what you want to do is, is like, get a credit card you know, and only use it for fuel in your car yeah. or maybe monthly insurance payments or something, but you pay it off as soon as you can. Yeah, pay off in full as soon as you can. So it knocks it up a little bit, but a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Um, lo and behold... She was doing this for about six months um, and then she got T-boned by a drunk driver in her car and because uh, her and her boyfriend had been wanting to go on holiday, yeah, she didn't have any money for repairs on the car, so she spent about four grand on the card for repairs and the interest rate fucking... I mean, when I last spoke to her several years ago, after the incident, she was still trying to pay that off. So you know, loads of people have that story of I got a credit card for X, mm. something went wrong, or I was irresponsible, or whatever. Yeah. Um, because nobody tells you nobody tells you that shit when you're a kid. Do you know what I mean? I was I was um What was I watching? What was I watching? What was I watching? I was watching something. Yeah. And they were talking about um they were talking about how, like, emotional education in kids is lacking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I can't remember if it was, a, a like, a factual documentary or a drama or something. But a woman on it made the very good point. She said, and if, 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 anybody, if this ever goes out and anyone listening knows what this show was, please tell me. Um, <laughs> she said, they teach you how, you know, in school they teach you, like, in the UK, they do sex education. In America, obviously, you have health class. They teach you how to have sex. They teach you how to have safe sex and how reproduction works. Yep. But nobody teaches you how to be in a relationship. Nope. And I think that's very much the same with like money and stuff. Mm. Like they teach you how to, you know, like I was taught how to write a CV when I was at school. I was taught how to how to attend a job interview, what the do's and don'ts and shit. Yeah. Obviously, all of that's outdated now because like, this was Fuck about all used years to you ago. now, isn't it? <laughs> None of which has helped me in the last year and a half, yeah. but. We live in hope. Anyway, point being, though, they taught me how to write a CV. They taught me how to how to interview, mm. and I've always interviewed quite well, um, and all this sort of stuff. But they never taught me how to manage my money once I had it. Nope. Like, they're like, we will teach you how to get a job and how to get money.
0: Mm-hmm. Then you're on your own. Yeah. We'll, say, we'll teach you what money is and what it's used for, mm. but we will not teach you how to manage it properly.
1: Like the amount of people that got stitched up by payday loans because yeah. they didn't realize. It's like, oh, you can borrow the money now. And yeah, you can borrow the money now and then just give us it back when you get paid. But what you don't notice on the advert is it's like 3,000% APR. And even though the debt only exists for 30 days... It nigh-on doubles, and then the problem is, you've got to pay back Mm -hmm. more than you needed originally.
0: Yeah, well, this is the problem, and I think I've said it on this show before. The problem that I had was I'd be like, okay, right, I just need 50 quid, right, payday loan. Cool, no problem. And then you owe them £75 at the end of it. You're Mm. like, that's fine, I can afford that. But then you pay them the £75, you're like, actually, I needed that £75.
1: Now now I'm short on something else. Yeah, Yeah, so now I need to
0: borrow £75, and then you have to pay them back over £100. The problem is... Uh,
1: yeah unless you do it once mm. for a particular scenario like say for example you, you've had to pay out for something that you don't normally pay out for like a one-off random expense and you borrow it for that your and then you've got enough
0: broken and you need yeah to fix and it. then
1: you you've got enough at the end of the month to clear it totally and you're done mm-hmm. then then it can be useful but the problem is it's like oh i'm I'm fifty quid shy I'm going to borrow I'm going to go payday loan yeah it's like okay, but if you're 50 quid shy this month you're going to be 50 quid plus that mm-hmm. plus interest shy next month because you have got to pay it off
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you were already 50 quid shy to begin with so you just keep you know it's more deeper and deeper into the red say, it just snowballs because you just suddenly go you know next thing you know i mean in my in my scenario i was like right okay i'm borrowing a thousand pounds at the end of the month because that's the debt that i'm in Mm. Um, and then at the end of that month, I owe them £1,200, £1,500. Pounds, and I'm like, right, well, I can pay that off. And I'm like, right, but now I have nothing to live on. I have nothing to pay my bills with. <laughs> now, yeah, so now, now I'm fucked. To, now I have to take out another £1,000 loan. And that's how it, mm-hmm. it just got out of control. So I'm a big advocate <clears throat> for people not using payday loans. Mm. If you can't some- afford something, don't buy it. It's something my
1: mum used to do. I don't know if this is still a thing. Um, it's, it's all automated now, but it used to be, um, I'm not going to say the company name or anybody involved, cause I don't know what the situation is, but basically it used to be, there was a woman who used to come around to our house and she worked for a, a company that would offer loans. So right. she would, you know, so my mum would call them up and say, I'd like to borrow this much money. The woman would come around. She'd have a chat with my mum about it. They'd look at her earnings and blah, 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 blah fill out some forms, they'd go off and then yep. it'd be like, yeah, cool, you can borrow the money mm-hmm. it will be transferred into your bank account on this date Yeah. then the woman turns up every once a month yep. once a fortnight, whatever, to collect the money from you, mm-hmm. you know, she was a nice lady Um, <clears throat> she was that nice that my mum invited her to a 50th birthday party All right. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, my mum borrowed so much money they became friends over time <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> um but yeah, and it was it was literally just, you know, you sort of, oh, she turned, you know, Nathan, my book quote unquote, my book's on the side, there's forty quid in it. Can you make sure so and so gets it? They'll probably be turning up before four o'clock. I'll be like, Yeah. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Here's the book. Mark it off. You've paid this much. This is your new balance. Thank you very much. Fuck off. Yeah. Um
0: I have received many letters from that company. I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. My mum did the same thing.
1: My mum did that for so long that she was just accruing Debt on top of debt on top of debt. Like she'd borrow, she'd borrow like a couple hundred quid for, say, to fix her car, and then while she's paying that mm. off, she'd be like, "Oh, actually, I'm thinking of going on holiday this summer. Can I borrow an extra twelve hundred to pay for a holiday?" And it's like, mm. "Yeah, yeah, fine, yeah, you can have that, and then pay it off, pay it off." Oh, actually, I need to borrow a couple hundred for Christmas as well. And do you know what I mean? And it just stacks yeah. to the point where it's like you're forever in debt because you, yeah, you're, you're borrowing money. It's almost like you're borrowing money you don't need Mm -hmm. and can't pay. You know, you're borrowing for shit you don't have that you can't pay back. Yeah, that's Um,
0: that's exactly where where I am was. I'm I'm nowhere near as bad as I was. mm. Um, You know, I'm still paying debts off, but you know, mine got to a point where I had to go into debt management. It was either debt management or declare bankruptcy, and I was like, I'm not declaring bankruptcy. Yeah, not in a million years.
1: Yeah, my my uncle, the
0: absolute
1: last resort. My uncle had to declare bankruptcy about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and him trying to scramble back from that...
0: It's the fact cool. that for six years, you will never get a credit agreement if you've ever been, if you've been declared bankrupt. For six years afterwards, mm-hmm. you'll never get it. So not even like your mobile phone contract, you won't get it. Yeah. You, you have to buy a phone outright. You have to have it on pay-as-you-go mm-hmm. because you will never get a credit agreement. And yeah. it's that... Because I looked at it as an option. I thought, well, right, I, I could do this. But then I was looking, thinking about the future and just going, "Well, I'll never be able to rent a property for six years because I've been declared bankrupt." So,
1: my uncle had a friend who was putting up in his house for about. Now he lives in Scotland. I don't know if the rules are any different, but he was he was living in his on his mate's in his mate's spare room. Mm. Bear, in mind, bear in mind, it's his mate, his mate's wife, their newborn. And my uncle living there. I think it. I think that was the situation. I can't remember. It was a while ago, but yeah, he was he was living basically living with a mate for yeah. a number of years because and everything had to be under his. But like they spoke to the landlord and said, you know, he's declared bankruptcy, so he will be paying towards the rent.
0: Mm. But
1: you can't, you know, we yeah, can't put him on any but of the he paperwork. Can't be on it, yeah, yeah, um, and it's you know it takes a while to sort of scramble back from it so but i mean luckily i haven't touched wood i haven't been in in any of those situations yet still young so it could happen um but i, I it's always ironic to me because my my mum when i was growing up my mum like taught me how to be good with money yeah like she taught me how to be responsible like if you can't afford it you go without until yeah, you, you can afford it, it. Yeah, yeah exactly that, that's it like if you can't afford you know if you want an xbox or a playstation or a gaming pc or a tv or whatever something expensive Mm -hmm. and you can't afford it you save for it and you buy it when you can afford it you don't get yourself into debt just for a thing and yet ironically you know these are lessons coming from someone who's repeatedly got themselves into debt yeah
0: i mean are you listening to your own advice like I say, I, I used to get the letters from that company that, that your mum's used mm. many times. Like, literally, it'd be like once every few months, I'd get a letter through the door going, apply for this loan. And it was exactly that. It was, we'll come round, we'll have a chat, we'll make sure you can afford it. And then we'll come round every week to collect the, the mm. money. We'll, we'll that, be friends. That you owe us. Uh, and I was like, and you kind of read it and you're like, I mean, at a pinch, it's all right but I was like mm. I'm not that desperate for money that I want no. someone coming to my house to collect yep. it every week absolutely not but no the I've- funny
1: thing is, is sorry I was just going to say quickly the funny thing is as well um because I was living in the house with her mm. as soon as I turned 18 yeah and I'm not sure how they knew I turned 18 but as soon as I turned 18 I started getting letters and I started I were well, not emails but I started getting letters yeah. about it yeah. and we get phone calls back when we had a landline we get phone calls to the house and i knew the name of the company so i'd assume it's for my mum. and they'd be like oh we'd like to speak to 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 Nathan." i would be like oh no he's not here yeah and i'm like how the hell did they get my information no, but, but that,
0: that was in a time when all people's personal data was just sold around the place and anyone yeah could have it. So I, I used to get loads so like i say i mean I, I, back I, before
1: I, the old gdpr yeah, but i've
0: been in trouble with that so i would get letters and emails and phone calls from you know Companies like uh, Satsuma, uh, mm. Wonga.com. Oh, Satsuma's an old one. Payday Express. Uh, so many. that I mean, there were so many payday loan companies out there. They'd all I be mean, emailing me going, yeah. hey, do you need a loan? And and, you, and it's hard because you sit there going, I don't earn yes! a great deal of money. <laughs> I don't earn a great deal of money. I want to have nice things in my life. I could just take, take all this money and go, sure. And I could live like a fucking king for a month. But then I you,
1: want to not be homeless. Sure, yeah, but, I'll.
0: But then you're like, uh, but I've got to pay you back. Mm, no mm. such thing as free money. And it's, I'll be honest, mate, it's taken me a long time to get to the point where I now just, if I can't afford something, I don't buy it. I have two mm. credit cards, both of which are paid off. They've got zero balances on. And they live in a, a separate wallet, which lives in a locked drawer in my office. This, get rid w- of this wallet here. Uh, it's not
1: a very secure drawer that you've just shown me. It
0: <laughs> well, no, because I, I have the keys attached to my lock my, it. My keys. lock it back <laughs> up. Resist but, temptation. But this is the thing, and it's that like, I know they're there, but I just, you know, I'm also kind of too lazy to go hunting for it. If I ever feel like buying something, I'm like, I oh, can't be bothered to mm-hmm. go upstairs and get the wallet out to That's then get it. the credit cards out. These credit cards are not attached to any online account, so they're you know they're not on Amazon or anything like yeah. that. So I'm never gonna accident accidentally use them. But they're there now. Like I say, it's taken me a while to pay them off, but they are now paid off. Um but they're they're now there as credit builders.
1: I I would have cancelled them once I'd paid them off personally.
0: Well, one of them I'm probably going to cancel because I don't need to. Yeah. Um so I'll probably, avoid, uh, yeah, I'll probably avoid get rid it of it. If, yeah, avoid, avoid, the avoid the temptation.
1: Avoid the temptation of the problems if you can. Yeah. I mean this is the this is the case in point for again, if this goes out to anybody. Because I you know, sometimes these random chats we have go out, sometimes they don't. But if If anybody listening is is unfamiliar with how bad the whole payday loan thing is, just bear in mind that the Pope made a public statement against um, the yeah, he did <laughs> the morality of payday loans. This is the Pope, the head of the Catholic Church, you know people who have been pushing the boundaries of what's considered morality since day fucking one yeah I mean, if you've got the head of the world's biggest child fucking abuse ring telling you that you're immoral, you might really want to review what you're doing. Precisely. Let's talk about some positive stuff. So, yeah, positive Well, stuff I was, we well that
0: was it. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm now, I'm not debt-free, but, you know, the, like I say, I had a loan out, that's gone. Slightly um,
1: closer to being debt-free.
0: Yes, and I'm expecting a payment from, so, interestingly, uh, a payday loan company that I was with that is currently under debt management, or was under debt management. Mm. They contacted me about six months ago. And they were like, oh, okay, so you know, we're going through, and we believe we missold you payday loan, or, or payday loans, you know, plural. I was like, okay, fine. And they were like, fill out this form, and we'll do an assessment. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. And they went, uh, we owe you, uh, what was it? We owe you... Many monies. Like, £1,700. Fuck was like, "Duck." I was like, ooh, very nice. Yes, uh, yes, uh, you certainly do. Pay me now. Well, I was like, at this point, I think I owed them 1000 you know, still under the debt management, so they were like, "Right, so mm. here's how it works: we basically will take that money and we'll clear your debt. So get get in touch with your debt management people, make sure that reduce the balance to zero. So you mm. don't pay us anymore. Okay, cool, done." Um, they then message. Do you uh, get they, Do you get the difference though? Well, this is it. So they then uh contacted me again. I think it was like November, December time, maybe October, mm. uh, and they were like, "So this is now how much we owe you, like I spent like about seven hundred quid." And they were like, "So we will pay this back to you around April time." I'm still waiting for it. Um around April time. But yeah, you basically don't owe us anything. We will now give you the difference in that in that money. Nice. Like, you know what? Fucking cool. So as soon as that money comes in, that will go towards I other debts that, that I have. Please. Yeah. And then that'll reduce my total amount of debt. I mean, I'm, my total debt now I think is like less than four thousand pounds. Considering okay. it was over twelve at one point.
1: That's that's good. Um, yeah, I've really been good. fighting
0: well, I've been fighting for years trying to, you know, chip, I... just slowly chipping away. Every time people talk about refunds, I
1: always bring up the the great year uh, when I got two tax rebates Yeah, in um, within about three months of one another. I got 1,200 quid on the first one. Wow. And then I got uh, seven or 800 quid on the second one. Mm. I got almost two grand in tax rebates. And my mate was like, how the fuck have you done this? I was like, I don't know. And it turns out what had happened was um, I'd gone to start a job at CityLink, the courier mm. company. And I'd been left on emergency tax for about six months. Yes, and this was about a year. I've been there about a year and a half. So I got a letter from the tax rebate office saying, "Oh, you know, we've we've we this was you know you've been left on emergency." No, I think I noticed it on one of my pay slips, and Mm. I went and spoke to payroll, and they're like, "Oh shit, we've left you on emergency tax. We'll tweak that now. Should be sorted next month." So anyway, April comes around rebate time, or whenever rebates come around. It's usually April, isn't it? April, te-
0: May-ish. Yeah. yeah,
1: end of the tax year. Um, and they're like, yeah, okay, here's your rebate. And I was like, wow, 1,200 quid, that seems like a lot. So I rang them, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, it's because you were um, my previous, uh, basically several jobs previous mm. had fucked up my taxes. Ah. So I'd been paying more tax than I should have for about three years. Oh, wow. Okay. And um, because I'd mentioned it, they were like, oh, yeah, we should probably pay you this back. Um, <laughs> and then the second one came through, and I rang them. I was like, okay, I've had this. And they're like, no, 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 yeah, yeah. They were like, it's because it's been adjusted. But the first one was, like, current job, last job. And then the second one was previous, previous job. Before. So, yeah, stuff, so I, yeah. I ended up with about... I have, I. have I got a tax rebate as well, I think, last year, year before. Mm. Um Yeah, I got another couple hundred quid. I was like, wait. Nice. Um But yeah. But beyond that, but yeah, it's good good news about the tax. Yeah. These are grown up. So basically, by the time you finish paying off your debt, will probably be when I around about the time I've got a job and be looking to to get a mortgage. So I don't know
0: which one of us that insults more, but I think it gets us both fairly. Yeah. Um the thing is I'm not insulted by it's one of those it's it's taken me I've been under debt management now for five years. Hmm. Um, i'm gonna by the time in yeah
1: by the time you're done your credit's going to be amazing and i'm going to use you to get myself a mortgage
0: <laughs> well this is the thing so like i say my my catalog account is at zero balance my two credit cards are mm. at zero balance i'm probably going to cancel one of them at some point when i remember and get around to yeah. it um Yeah. one of the credit cards i'll keep the catalog account because it is useful like especially mm. like you yeah, know, when it comes to summertime and I look at all my t-shirts and just go, oh, they're all shit and I need to buy a load more. Um, yeah. I could just throw them on the old catalog. But um, I said but- to a friend of mine, actually, sorry, just
1: because you were mentioning it, a friend of mine's um, got herself like a shared ownership property Yeah. Um, on a mortgage by herself. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, you give it five, 10 years, your credit's going to be amazing. She's like, oh, well, I might move in five, 10 years. I was like, I tell you what, when you do <laughs> Let me know. And then we'll just, we'll pretend to be together so I can use you to get a mortgage and then Mm. I'll just pay it all off my own back so you won't have to worry (laughs) about it. And then you can use me to get another mortgage and then we'll just game the system. Yeah, man. Um, It's when I get a phone call, it's like, "Uh, Mr. Grant, are you married to uh, 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 such and such? married oh yes yes yes, that is (laughs) legally that is my wife yes whoops shit yes yes that Um, is my wife okay because she's applying for (laughs) uh she's applying for a marriage she's applying for a um civil ceremony (gasps) oh bitch cheating on me me. (laughs) me. how dare how dare she wait did we wait did we have this conversation oh fuck i don't know yeah no my luck i'll pretend to marry a lesbian last just to game the system (laughs) And then uh, she'll go and get married and it will cause, it, like, genuinely married and it will cause legal complications. So yeah. You just have to get, like, a divorce. <laughs> mm. Oof.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, so, like I say, you know, the, I'm going to leave the accounts at zero for as long as possible. One, of You know, the credit cards are there just in case. I mean, but it's like the old just-in-case scenario for me used to be um, if I had a car accident, I'd need something there to pay the excess. Or mm. whatever, you know, to make sure there was enough money there to cover the repairs, etc. Now, my car insurance, I'm, I've been smart with my car insurance for the last few years and always gone for a policy that has zero compulsory excess. I put zero excess on it, zero voluntary. So, I, <clears> if <throat> I'm in an accident, the insurance will pay all of it. And it well, will, you, compulsory
1: excess is is quite literally compulsory it's the voluntary that you you can modify but yeah exactly yeah
0: work. well i chose a policy that had zero compulsory uh most oh. most policies they tend to put you know 100 200 quid on but i found mm. one specifically that had zero compulsory mm. excess uh um, yes the premium yeah. is a little more expensive but mm. in the long run it's i'm just looking for you know hassle-free motoring and if something happens mm. touch what it doesn't um, yeah. i just want complete hassle free i don't want to, i don't want them to go well your car's a write off so we're going to send you you know 1200 pounds when actually the car's worth 13 and i'm still trying to pay off the rest of the car yeah you know, i want to make yeah. sure that whatever's going on that car well, is able to be paid off
1: what they will pay out on your insurance claim he said trying to recall his work in insurance the, uh, the value of the vehicle i worked in sales not in claims mm-hmm. yeah it's whatever the value of the vehicle on your insurance is. Yeah, it's
0: the value of the vehicle minus any excess that you have.
1: So what, unless you paid the excess beforehand? Exactly. Because um, so. sometimes, as soon as you contact claims, they will ask for payment. Um, I, yeah, because the value my car is listed at is what I bought it for, which between you, and me, and the fence post is probably not what it's valued at now. But the amount of people that do that, mm. you know, because that's what it's valued w- was. I've, I've been with the same insurer mm. since I got the car. So that's what it was valued at when I bought it. So technically right. it's true. Um, mm. <laughs> don't shush me. <laughs> nobody updates the fucking value of their car every year.
0: Well, the thing is, but if you go on like comparison sites, um, it does actually update. So when I bought my car, the value of it was like six and a half grand. Um, even though I bought it for six. It was valued in, on the insurance things at six and a half. I was like, you know what, cool. I'm good with that. Um, Mine has the, the latest lot I did, so it's only down. It's down to two. Uh, four and a half.
1: Hmm.
0: So.
1: yeah. I'm. I my aim is to try and keep my car as long as possible. I like my car. Well, yeah. I, I'm fact, the
0: same now. I love my car. In fact,
1: my aim is to be able to save up enough money that I can get an electric car charging port installed at my house,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then have my little. Uh, my, my tiny little hatchback converted to an electric car
0: which would be awesome it'd be cheaper to buy an electric car because
1: then it would uh, you'd be surprised mm. um, with the cost of fucking electric cars nowadays
0: um, well yeah oh, they'll, they'll, they will come down though that's the thing, new technology, same as anything yeah. it will come but down but the thing
1: is, what I can do is I can sell the parts that get taken out Yeah. so like I can sell the engine because yeah, whilst I guess so. Whilst Suzuki Swift parts are obscenely cheap and obscenely easy to find, you can there's there, there's a market for them because they're reliable parts. Yeah, I, say there's so I could say it's always a market
0: for, for for vehicle mm. parts, always. Yeah, that's it. Um, or I could
1: keep it and turn it into something cool.
0: Yeah, See, my my plan is so my car gets paid off in just under two years' time. Mm. Um. I've got no designs on getting rid of it unless I find a job that gives me a company car. Um, I no or unless you on... have to, a
1: uh, write-off, yeah. etc. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, but then after that, I'm like, you know what, I'll, as long as it's still in good working order and doesn't cost me too much to, to fix up every now and again, um, I'll just keep it for as long as I can. And in, yeah. in the meantime, in the background, I'll be saving money to actually be able to buy the car that I actually truly want. Mm. that's Um, the thing because i bought a a
1: small cheap car
0: mm. um like
1: they keep they they've been making suzuki swifts for fucking years and will continue to make them because they're small cheap cars that are very good as Mm -hmm. first cars for young drivers and they sell really well based on that fact so there will always probably be parts available for it if i keep it for like 10 15 years Mm. i might have to you know it might get to a point where the car is 0% original parts.
0: <laughs> and apart apart from the chassis and the bodywork, it's an entirely different car. I was going to say, the only thing original is the chassis and the VIN number.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. But it'll still, you know, I like my little car anyway. I I, I actually took it in for a service the other week. I was fucking petrified because it just sits at my house a lot. It doesn't get used. Yeah. Um. You know, current circumstances. And I took it in, I was like, okay, well... I had an advisory on my brakes on my MOT and I needed a new nearside front tire. Right. Um, so I took it in for a full service, which was like hundred and something quid. And then he was like, Oh, we can put a, what kind of front tire do you want? Do you want economy, which is like 40, 50 quid? Or yeah. do you want a good one? I was like, do you know what? It's a stopgap until I get a job. Yeah, Because once I get a job, I can put a nice tire on there, can't I? So it cost me about 180 quid for the service and the tire. Mm. And they turned around and was like, do you want the brakes done? And I said, well, tell me, do I need to get them done right now? I was like, because I lied. I was like, I'm working from home. Yeah, I barely drive. The, I drive the car maybe a couple times a week to go to the shops. Mm. It's a five minute journey. He's like, no, because the, the problem with my brakes is I've got um slight corrosion on the discs and pads because email? it's been sat around mm-hmm. and he's like if you get them replaced and it continues to sit around you'll just end up having the same problem so I'm gonna leave them until I've got a job and then like the second I've got a you know confirmed signed sealed the deal is done yeah. I'm gonna be right chuck it back in the garage so yeah, but it passed its service flying colours absolutely fine I was like <sighs> Exhale, unclench. <laughs> I no, do cause that. That was, the last, that was the last fucking thing I need. Oh, yeah. and I mean, the thing is, though, to have the front pads and discs done on my car, mm. so completely replace the front pads and discs on my car, it's like 150 quid parts and labour. Not bad. Like, my car is basically made of Lego. Yeah, I'll say, that really I'm isn't not even, bad.
0: Consid- yeah, I'm not even joking. <laughs> considering that, so my car went in for service in February, mm. um... That, that's uh, that, To have everything done that needed doing, it cost me nearly £900. So that's the service, which is about 250 So remembering that I'm... Can you get in your car serviced? So, so I'm a bit of a snob when it comes to servicing, um, and I take it to the manufacturer. Ah, oh, um, well, that would explain why it costs yeah, you so much so money. I like manufacturers because it helps the resale value. Um, I so I like manu- point. manufacturer servicing, so I take it to Mercedes. Um, so yeah, about two fifty for the service, three hundred and fifty for the brakes. That's front discs and pads. Uh, what else needed doing? The air conditioning needed servicing. Can I just and can I just point that's out
1: that's three hundred and fifty for your front brakes and pads? Mm. I think if you add another thirty quid onto that, that's what they quoted me for a full service a new tyre and discs and pads. That's how cheap my car is. And this is my local garage. And they're good guys. I've taken my car there since I got it and I've never had a problem with them. The only thing I haven't taken it to them for was when I had to get my dash replaced. Not my dash, my speedo replaced. Oh God, I thought that had gone again the other day. (laughs) No, it's because I turned on the engine. It started running and the needle went to half full. And I was oh. like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" And I was like, "Oh no, wait, hang on. I just haven't put any fuel in it. It's fine.
0: <laughs> it's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just poor and haven't fueled up my car in a couple of weeks. It's fine. Don't yeah. panic."
0: But everything mm. that I had done to my yeah, it's about nine hundred pounds. But that's because not I am—I'm a servicing snob. Uh, like mm. I say, I've bought. Okay, I drive a smart car, but it's made by Mercedes, so I'm going to take it. It to is, Mercedes. yeah. So you,
1: yeah, and you're not getting. The problem is, you're not getting charged. Smart prices—you're getting charged Mercedes prices exactly.
0: But it also comes with the added benefit of, as long as I service my car at least every year, or you know, so within the service intervals, mm. um, by Mercedes, I get free breakdown cover from them. Uh, I get fr- nice. so I get free breakdown cover, and if I MOT the car with Mercedes, I also get free MOT insurance, if you like. And what MOT insurance means is, if any part fails as a result of the MOT, um, or sorry, if, if a part fails that has been serviced by a Mercedes, mm. they will replace it for free.
1: Okay. So, so basically, they're just covering their fuck up, because yeah. they didn't pick it up when they mot or, yeah.
0: Yeah. So for me, it was worthwhile. Um, no, and, that's and, right. and like I say, it's because I am a little bit of a snob, and that is that comes from um, when I owned my Voxel Astra. So I used to service my Voxel Astra at Halford's. Mm. Um, but as time went on, more and more things would go wrong with it, and there was no comeback on it. It was just, oh, great, yeah. I've got to take it and spend more money on it. You know, I've got to do this and spend more money on it. Whereas, like I say, if I'd have taken it to Vauxhall, I would have got Voxel genuine parts. Um, mm. And if anything goes wrong with it, you know, as a result of servicing an MOT, I could easily go back to Vauxhall and go, oi, you broke it, you fucking fix it. Whereas That's when you're enough. using non genuine parts from a, you know, a backwards garage, it's a bit more difficult to do that. So, yeah, I, after that experience, I became a bit of a snob when it came to, to my yeah. servicing. The, um, the
1: garage I use are fully of the opinion if you want to supply the parts, you can just pay us to put them in the car. Yeah. Um, But, I was like, I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I don't want to sit here and I find sitting scrolling through fucking um not auto trader, what's the
0: one where you buy parts? Oh, like euro car parts and all that. Yeah.
1: I don't want to sit there on their website and scroll nah. through
0: plus I don't know what the fuck are good breaks. <laughs> exactly. And see, and the reason mechanics problem. exist is so I don't have to know this shit. And that's the thing. I sit there going, I don't know what good parts are. <clears throat> I mean, yes, they have to meet a certain standard, but I would rather take mm. it to the manufacturer and know that I am getting the manufacturer's yeah um, like guarantees that go with it. So uh, hang on, here we go. Like my, um, bro- my brother, my brother's a car
1: people, and if I ask them, they're just like, "Oh, you want to get this one?" Yeah, but those those brakes are like sixty five pound more than the other ones. Oh yeah, but because you know they increase this sort of this, and I'm, like, I'm not fucking racing the damn thing. <laughs> driving to and from work
0: with yeah. it for current now. oh here we go i've just found the paperwork for it so uh, 773 pounds and 71 pence is what my last service cost and that was uh air conditioning service uh 55 pounds um what we got replace the spark pl- And this bit pissed me off actually with mercedes um it was like replace the spark plugs you know 33 pounds and i'm like hold on a minute isn't replacing spark plugs part of the service? And they were like, oh no, we do it differently on Mercedes because it's done we plug in a computer and that tells us when the spark plugs need need replacing rather than doing mm. it at regular intervals. And I'm like, that's a load of bollocks. You know, that should be part of the standard service. Like how much fuckers. do
1: your does it tell you what your filters cost? Did you have your filters swapped out?
0: We, oh yeah, I, I always get a full a full does service. Does it tell
1: does it tell you how much that costs? does it give
0: you a fine particle filter 23 pounds ceiling ring one pound oil filter 10 pound 70 air filter 11 pound 70 engine (laughs) oil 28 pounds screen wash 4 pound 46.
1: see this is the difference between uh do you know they asked me if i wanted a screen wash top up and i said no thanks i've already done it myself feeling (laughs) unimportant.
0: important um no it's it's because for me
1: it's because I had like a three litre bottle of screen wash in my boot and it kept tipping over every time I went around the corner. Right. <laughs> and it got to the point where I was just pissed off with it. So I'm like, I'm just going to put you in my car. Yeah. Um, none of my filters cost over about nine pound. Yeah. And that's even like, if you, I've looked it up, even if you buy Suzuki filters, they cost fuck all. Cause again, my car is made of Lego.
0: Yeah. But again, that's what I get for driving a Mercedes, you know? It yeah. runs like a fucking champion
1: though, but it is made of absolute Lego. <laughs>
0: Yeah, fifty-five pound air conditioning service, two hundred and eleven pound for the service. Uh oh sorry, fifty-six pounds for the uh spark plugs. Well, we got seventy-eight pounds for brake fluid. Welcome to the Order of the Odd Fellows podcast, where yeah. CJ just sits and reads
1: how much he had to pay out for on his Oh I've
0: done yeah, it again. Two hundred and forty three pounds for discs and brakes. Mm. Is it that one? Nope. Oh, oh fuck,
1: yeah. which one is it?
0: Hang on, what are you doing?
1: I've hit the. <clears throat> I've got a fucking button on my mouse that fucks
0: with the sensitivity of the cursor. Ah, okay. <laughs> it's a and it's D- you got a DPI switch.
1: Yeah, and I can't. Is it that one? Oh yeah, it is that one? Yeah. I've I've fucked it, so I have to now cycle background to. <laughs> nope, too far.
0: Yeah, see, so I've got um. That one. So these two little buttons here, <clears> they, <throat> they adjust the sensitivity.
1: My, mine's this big silver one that says DPI on it. Yeah, that's the one. Um, but I just, I've just i just knocked it and <laughs> sort of went to move my mouse. It's just gone, Whoa. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I
0: don't yeah.
1: know who uses the lowest setting on it, though.
0: Uh, I guess maybe a designer, someone who's using a Th- mouse for drawing, so it goes quite this slowly.
1: Is, <laughs> this is me, like, mouse on the table. <whistles> Cursor.
0: Yep.
1: Right, should we, should we stop reading out
0: automotive <laughs> quotations for things? I think we should. Let's get on with the episode. Um, yeah. Episode 99, let's <clears> hit <throat> that jingle. A writer
1: and blogger, a broadcaster
2: and producer. Can Nate and CJ make it as podcasters? Come join them as they set the world on fire with their wacky, quick-witted shenanigans and become a member of the Order of the Oddfellows.
0: Hello everybody, welcome to episode 99 of Order of the Odd Fellows. My name's CJ Brooks and I am joined by the wondrous, magical The most biggest sheepdog ever Yes, Nate Hawthorne Hello Nate, how are you? Ahoy Ahoy, ahoy I'm good, how are you? Ah, uh, you know, plodding through um, Back in the saddle again Back in the saddle, I was say we haven't recorded for like a month
1: um, <clears throat>
0: No, it's no been... we haven't been it's a, been some time. A little tragic.
1: I, I this is say. this is the funny thing though is the listeners don't under can't comprehend the time dilation because um, we normally record multiple episodes at once. Correct. So us not recording for a month it doesn't, it doesn't really oh, mean much, does it? it?
0: Means nothing to you people. <laughs> so it doesn't really mean anything.
1: It's like whenever the doctor tries to explain something to his sidekick and they're just staring at him like, what? Well, yeah. Uh? <laughs> and he's like oh for fuck's sake yeah. <laughs> just opens the door of the TARDIS while they're in the, the time stream and just punts them out into space
0: yeah I'm surprised he haven't Fuck done is. that with some of the companions Oof.
1: if the doctor ever regenerates as me that show's going to become PG-13 real quick <laughs> fucking Daleks uh. so today um... me punting a Dalek down a flight of stairs <laughs>
0: Ow, 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 That ow, would be interesting. Ow, ow. Now, I'll t- tell you what, speaking of Doctor Who, that it was one of those things that, you know, the old story was, oh, if you ever need to get away from a Dalek, just run up some stairs and you'll be and fine. And then it started flying. And then they, they made them fucking fly. What the fuck? Bastards. <clears throat> Ambassador Daleks learning. It's how to kind fly. of funny though that that's what they
1: had to do to make Daleks scarier. Like Daleks are these extreme fascist, genetic, pure monstrosities from across the stars that yeah. look like, you know, fucking dustbins with a plunger and a laser gun on the front. Yeah. Oh my god, they're terrifying. But we can escape them upstairs. Next generation of Daleks, we can fly.
0: Fuck! <laughs> I was gonna say thwarted by stairs again. God damn it! Oh my god! I mean, but the funny thing
1: is, it's the fact that. The, the flying space racists uh, are scarier <laughs> because they fly, so they're no longer beaten by stairs. It's not the fact that they've got laser guns or a mm. glow, you know, a, a galactic empire, mm. or that they are space racists. It's, oh my god, now stairs can no longer defeat them. I mm.
0: can't even think what. Looks like I am trying to now cast my mind back Magnets. To, to the. Oh, yeah, that was right. Magnets. They, they did. If you it?
1: put a magnet on a PC,
0: you know, it fucks it up. Yeah. What
1: what happens if you put a magnet on a Dalek? Uh,
0: well actually I'm pretty sure they did that with one thing. <laughs> in like a couple of episodes they just turned on some giant electromagnets and all the Daleks went <laughs> and fucked off into the background. Um, something like Hall that. Hall of Mirrors. That fuck up a Dalek. <laughs> 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 Ha-ha! Stop copying, copying me.
1: Yeah. Ooh. And then, of course, as per the rules of sci-fi, when they fire a laser at one of the mirrors, rather than blowing up the mirror because it's a fucking laser, mm. it'll just ricochet around the room in a hilarious of fashion. Of
0: course. Yeah, and a Dalek will look in the mirror and be like, what are you doing? Stop imitating me. Imitate. Imitate. Also, also
1: for, for a race that are all about purity and the Daleks are supreme, mm. why go for a form that doesn't have legs? I don't know. Like Weird. I feel like if they made themselves like more Cyberman kind of robot-y yeah. with the laser and the the plunger arm if yeah. necessary, and every week when they use the plunger arm, it does something fucking different, and is never used as a plunger. Mm. Um, but do you know what I mean? It's, it's surely you would have gone. Surely you would make yourself into a robotic form that's more utilitarian yeah. than a bin on wheels.
0: I'll just say, yeah, like I say the plungers never used, and I just immediately pictured a Dalek. You know. You know why pl- it's never used as a plunger? A fucking because toilet, yeah.
1: Daleks don't have toilets. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They go in the can. Oh, no pun
0: intended. Hey, um, irrigate. Jeff <laughs> um, Defecate. <Deficate. laughs>
1: <laughs> can you imagine? It's just like going into the Daleks office building and you see one of them drive into what is essentially a disabled toilet, because they're all disabled toilets because they, uh, you know, yeah, are wheels rolling, rolling yeah. chassis. Yeah. <laughs> and the door closes and you see the little... Engaged lock, and there's, <laughs> there's, there's one with a picture of a regular Dalek on it, and there's one yeah. with a picture of a Dalek with a triangle around the bottom, <laughs> so it looks like it's in a
0: dress. They all that's have the triangles at the bottom. Lady Daleks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then, then you just hear, defecate, Kate, Defar Kate. <laughs> Toilet flush sounded Dalek comes out. Like, did you even wash your, hand, your plunger did, and did laser? Did you gun? wash
0: your plunger? <laughs> I wonder if that's <laughs> what. You're... I wonder if that's what they do when they're, like, startled and people go, oh, shit, Daleks just go, defecate! They that didn't. plunge
1: has got to be good for activating a hand dryer, Actually, Unless it's one of those Dyson Airblade ones where you have to put your hands in from the top down.
0: Yeah, that could, that kind of suck.
1: Fucking imagine a Dalek trying to negotiate that. Like, <laughs>
0: ah!
1: <laughs> Firing lasers around the toilet, just screaming.
0: Anyway, it's interesting. How <laughs> did
1: we get onto the bathroom habits of Daleks?
0: Fucking those. Anyway, it's interesting, though, that we started talking about Doctor Who. So today, I, I have decided we're going to look at uh, the common... I don't want to say pop culture, because some of these things are not pop culture. They're just, like, terms that people use. And I'm interested mm. to see where you kind of sit in... In, in this chair. In these very, in these 20 things that I have. I decided to ignore your in this chair comment. Okay, um, fine. Treat it with the disdain that it deserves. I mean
1: i'm only half of the fucking program but go ahead and ignore me <laughs> sure. it's fine
0: i'm talking now all right <laughs> you, you spend a lot of time it's my turn to talk
1: you guys, you guys go cg's getting very protective over talking because i had a go at him a couple of weeks ago because i was like i've come up with the last five fucking episodes you have to do one and cg was like okay i'll do one and then we didn't record for a month yep. and now we're here <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes. Okay, what are, what are these
1: 20 things you're talking Everything about? Everything you just it? said.
0: Well, like I say, some of it's going to be like pop culture arguments, other, other things okay. are going to be like... It's, I'll, I'll give you an example. The first one that's on my list is um, the, a common argument I have, especially with people who live more northerly than I do, is, oh. um, is the, the age-old argument of bread products. So That's a very British argument to have. It really is. So, you know, is it a roll? A bap, cob, bun, balm cake, and there are many, many other names for this bread roll item. If you're
1: not from the UK, please just fast forward through this one, or sit here and be confused as we use multiple <laughs> words for the same fucking thing. Exactly, because English. Um, I am <clears throat> much more southern than
0: you by mm. birth. I would believe uh, um, Greenwich was me. Eastbourne. Yeah, you're much more southern than me.
1: Yeah, a couple of miles further south, I'd be a fucking fish. Yes. Um, <clears throat> for anybody who doesn't know, Eastbourne is in East Sussex, so it's on the right on the southern coast of uh, the UK. It's sort of just a just down the road from Hastings, and mm-hmm. I think it's just along the coast from Dover, isn't it? Because Dover's in that sort of direction as well. Uh,
0: Eastbourne is um, Bournemouth, right? Yeah, um, but Dover's East Sussex as well, isn't it? Nah, Dover's right on the fucking east coast, mate. Dover.
1: And uh, no, I'd see uh, British geography I'm shit with, which is ironic because I live here. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. No, Dover is, up, I mean, Dover is a fair way up the road. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's on the same coast. Okay. Fair enough. Um, East yeah. So yeah. East, Eastbourne is, so if you're in Brighton and you drive along the coast to Hastings, you'll pass Eastbourne on the way. Yes. Uh, currently the dominion of old people in Chavs as, as with all British seaside towns. So I'm told. Um, but yeah, anyway. So I am very very southern. I Where would do say. You sit? So, <clears throat> if it is a bread roll, mm-hmm. and notice I'm saying roll right off the back. Mm. If it is, you know, a round bread, and I'm not talking like a big loaf. You no, know, like we're, you get we're those. Talking
0: like hand-sized.
1: Yeah, you know, you get like those big bloomer loaves.
0: Yeah, we don't yeah, the not big
1: loaf. oval buggers. Not one of them, and not the. Circle version of a bloomer loaf, you know. Yeah. I'm talking like a small version of that. Yes. What's advertised in Tesco's is continental rolls, for example. Those little oval, crispy buggers. Yes. Okay. Crunchy yeah. Right. That's a roll. Right. If it's if it's a small, very very small loaf of bread mm-hmm. that is crunchy on the, It's crunchy, crunchy on the outside, smooth on the inside. Our if if, Yeah. If it's crunchy, or even if it's kind of soft, that's a roll. Yeah. A BAP is those. Those bigger round ones with the flour on top. Right. That's a BAP. Um, a bun to me is more of a sweet thing. Right. So, you know, you get like iced buns. But i say like a hot cross bun, ice bun, Chelsea yeah. bun. And an ice bun, which by the way is basically a hot dog roll with icing on it. Yes. Go fucking figure. <laughs> like, they will literally sell. The <laughs> they will sell hot dog rolls and iced buns next to each other in Tesco's. And apart from a thin layer of icing on top, they're the same fucking that's product. exactly
0: the fucking same. <laughs>
1: Go fucking fig. And you know what the irony is? Is if you keep continuing down the aisle in my local Tesco's, you'll find the box of icing they used to make it. Yes. So they basically just took two of their products and went, fuck it, and made a third one. Yeah. What that's, happens in- if- that's,
0: cap- that's industry. So what happens if we put this stuff on this yeah. thing? This is amazing. We shall so, sell yeah, all for
1: oh. So a bun is more like, you know, an iced bun or a or a hot crust bun or something. It's it's uh, it's more of a it's bread, but it's like sweet. It's more of like a if I say like a desserty thing. Do you know what okay. I mean? Right. It's it's bread, but it kind of starts slipping into the dimension of cake. I
0: say towards pastries.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not quite a pastry like a like an eclair or a mm. pan of chocolat or something like that, but it's it, or a cake but it's not just
0: bread. Okay. That's an interesting... And somewhere, on
1: somewhere on that spectrum is a fruit loaf as well. But I think that's, on the, opposites, or... that's on the opposite side to an iced bun. So if iced bun is here in the middle, and you've got cakes and pastries and stuff to the right, mm. and bread to the left, I think a fruit loaf is kind of to the left of an iced bun. Okay. So it's Because it's, it's bread with fruit in it. Yes. So it's, it's still more bread but it's kind of on its way to being a fruitcake.
0: Yeah, it's like soda bread is very close to fruitcake, but it's not quite fruitcake. It's not
1: quite fruitcake, it's not quite bread, it's somewhere in the middle. I imagine... Do you know what? This also feels like a very British discussion to have, and I don't just mean the names, I mean like the fact that we have a scale of bread slash cake. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like we have a baked goods scale that goes from completely Mm savoury to ungodly sweet. Yes. I, I... do you know what I mean? I f- uh, It might just be me. It might be my ignorance of other cultures, but I feel like it's a particularly British
0: yeah, maybe. problem. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I can't Ooh. I can't speak for other countries. I'll tell you what else would
1: go on there, though. Mm. So if if your ice bun's in the middle, mm. to the right of an iced bun would be something like a Stollen. Please explain what a Stollen is. A uh, Stollen is... Um, let me just make sure I'm getting it right, because I fucking love Stollen. Stollen? how do you spell it stollen um yeah it's um it's a traditional sort of like german bre- germanic bread right um so it's a bread of nuts spices dried fruit candied fruit coated with powdered sugar icing sugar and often containing marzipan it's yeah. a traditional like german christmas bread um during christmas it's called weihnachtstollen um or christstollen um it's absolutely oh it's fucking amazing stuff um (laughs) at the company where we both used to work yeah previously there was a certain client who you may recall used to have an office based out of the netherlands right um Uh, they used to send us oh yes no yeah i remember now yeah they used to they used to send us a stolen every year at Christmas uh, and it used to disappear, yes. In like I an remember, hour. yes. I mm.
0: remember because I was in the office one Christmas when this thing arrived, and yes, so everyone was like, You must try some of this. And yes, Yeah, because everyone, everyone on the desk, as soon as it turns up,
1: everyone mm. on the desk is getting
0: slices, and other people are like, yeah. What's this? And it's like, Have some. If I remember it's right, amazing. it was like, like sugared on top or something, yeah. Yeah, it's mm. lovely. Yeah. Oh, it's nice amazing stuff.
1: stuff, and it's always got like marzipan running through it, so like, mm. Oh candied fruit bread and then yes. you bite into it and it's also like semi battenberg and you're like oh. <laughs> He's
0: like oh my god this is amazing ah! i
1: think um me and me <laughs> if, I, if i ever go to germany mm. i am gonna die from like sugar overdose because some of the german sweet treats just appeal to me on many levels but yes so Very um funny. what are the other things you said so we did so bap roll bap cob bun. bun
0: roll barm cake so the whole. Palm cake
1: is definitely a northern thing.
0: Yes. Um, so
1: cob is like what corn comes on, isn't it? Yeah. Corn on the cob, that's a, that's a cob.
0: But this is the thing. So, I mean, just when I was thinking about this and thinking about my own vocabulary and how I converse and describe bread rolls, mm. so I generally call it a bread roll. So we're talking like, like I say, size of your hand, you know, little bubble of bread, if you like. Mm. That's a yeah. bread roll.
1: Like a, t- like a mini loaf.
0: Yes. But that you can just hold in one hand. But as soon as you slice into it and put chips in there, that becomes a chip butty.
1: Yeah, but I think a chip butty is the meal, not the ingredients. Maybe. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, for example, sorry, if you used, and I'm not 100% on how you make one, but if you use like steak. To make a beef Wellington, yes. You don't call it a steak Wellington Mm. because it's the steak is an ingredient in the main thing. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's a chip butty is the combination of the two. It's not you know adding chips makes a roll into a butty. It's it's the the combination of the two is a chip butty. Do you know what I mean?
0: So that was a bad example then. So okay, so it's like a latte. we, We we slice it open and we put sausages inside. That then becomes a sausage bap.
1: Or a sausage sandwich. Or a sausage roll. It's not a sausage well, roll. Technically, a sausage roll technically is no, else. it's a
0: roll with sausage in it. Yeah, I say because a sausage roll is something else. That's but why you always
1: put bacon in it. Because when you say, do you want a bacon and sausage roll, people know you're talking about. Yes, like and a I was sandwich just about to say, but as soon the... as
0: you put bacon in there, take the sausage out, put bacon in it, it's a bacon roll.
1: Yeah. It's fucking it's... crazy. It's a personal, it's a personal thing. I think,
0: but the whole barm cake thing, like I say, I've got friends who live like Nottingham, Nottinghamshire, and Northwood as well, Mm. and they call that roll just the bread thing on its own. They call it a barm cake, and I don't understand why.
1: There is also a stotty.
0: Yes, I've heard stotty as well,
1: or a stotty cake. Yeah, which is a type of bread uh, that's. Northeast England. So I think Northumbria I've, I've only heard Geordie. So people from Newcastle mentioned stotties before it's basically just a big flat roll. Yeah. Um, which is apparently normally about 12 inches in diameter and four centimeters thick, according to Wikipedia. But yeah, you know, so somebody might call a, a a BAP a Stottie or something. But the thing is I don't use BAP for a very simple reason. Hmm. Growing up in my house, in my neighborhood, in my environment, "bap" was always slang for boobs or for breasts. Like pair of baps was slang for a pair of tits. I say "baps"
0: plural, yes. BAP so every time somebody mode.
1: mentions baps, a childish giggle occurs, which is why you don't use it. To re- also, he- I don't know because whenever someone says "flowery baps," I giggle, and then you try and compare like the two together, and you're just like. Uh-huh. Are we talking about like bread roll shit like boobs or are we talking about boob shit like bread rolls? With, with flour on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's a fun bakery, is what that is. Yes, it is. Yeah.
1: Agreed. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the thing that's the thing about the north-south divide in the UK though. No mm. we will never none nobody will ever agree. No. Our, so I've gotten in fights with northerners because I put an R in the word grass. And not the first R. I'm uh, talking about a new one. Grass. Because I say grass. Because I say grass bath glass class. Yeah, me too. Instead of grass bath. Right. First of all, fuck you. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I I don't get on anybody's case about how to pronounce stuff. I get no. pissed off with people who tell me how to pronounce stuff. Well, the one that like I used to go being... to. Just... Oh, We're I was okay. just going to say I used to go to school with a kid when I was in secondary school who was from Nottingham, mm. and every time I say something, no matter what lesson I was in with this kid. It would be, and bear in mind, I'm, I grew up and currently reside in Milton Keynes, which is sort of the Midland, East Midlands slash Southeast. Say Southeast Midlands, yeah. You know, you're, you're in, you're in my territory. We say glass and grass down here, motherfucker. Hmm. And I'd be talking about, oh, yeah. So when, um, I can't remember what, I, was, I think we we're talking about Shakespeare in English. And I said something, like, yeah. So they're, they're, they're there, and because of the class system, it's class. Right, I'm giving a presentation. Do you want to shut the fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> and every every single time. And the thing is, he wouldn't do it to anybody else. He'd do it to me. Mm. And I've never wanted to get in a fight with someone over correct pronunciation before. But I would have caved that kid's teeth in.
0: Maybe that's just, why he was doing it.
1: Just to make sure. I mean, I I did, rise, him a, I did deck him a couple of times over our school career. So <laughs> yeah.
0: But I used to get it when I was in Air Cadets. Um, again, many friends north, you know, from the North nottinghamshire leicestershire and they're all mm. the same you know class grass bath you know pass and you're just like okay i get it you pronounce it and they go there's no r in grass is there and i'll be like yeah there's no r in can't either there's i mean no r there in is aunt.
1: there is an r in grass and there is an r in aunt a r e was thinking answers in auntie
0: but yeah. Anyway, but you, well, yeah. you get, it's all right, fair point. But you get my point. It was that it was that whole okay. Let's say class. Then there's no R in class. All right, but there's no R in can't either. So f- go fuck yourself. And you say can't. There's,
1: there's no R in glass. No, but there's an R in wanker.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which is what
1: you're being. That's that's what I love about British people. Is we will we will piss each other off and argue over how to pronounce fucking words. <laughs> You've got people learning English for the first time going. Does, uh, you know, still trying to get over the fact that bat has four different definitions that are all spelt the fucking same. Exactly.
0: And we're arguing over pronunciation. It's just like, are you fucking serious, dudes? My my boss at work the other day, um, uh, yesterday, actually, <laughs> I was talking to him about some, uh, I, I asked him to do something and I said, thank you. And he said, uh, you're welcome, but he spelt it Y-O-U-R.
1: Oh, God, the grammar police are here.
0: So, Run. Gra- so Grammar Nazi CJ jumped grammar in jumped in and just went, "Uh, you know, Y-O-U apostrophe R-E brackets, fix that for you. He then came back and said, piss off, stop being a Grammar Nazi, but also thank you, to which I... Uh, what, so... Uh, I can't remember what I said, but basically, I then also used the wrong version of your, where I should have gone Y O U R. I did the Y O U apostrophe R E as a joke, and he got, he got it straight away. It was very funny, mm. but I can't remember actually what I said. I like, yeah. yeah, I don't
1: I don't correct people's dr- grammar because I'm not. But I used to be seriously fucking anal about it. Mm. Um, but the funny thing is, if I handwrite anything, so if I'm sat there. At and I'm sure you've got another topic to go into and we'll go into that in a sec. If I sit there with a pen and I hand write something, mm-hmm. my grammar's fucking appalling. Right. I like I will misspell words and because I don't want to just leave a massive black scribble, I will leave it.
0: You know, okay. Because I'm like, this yeah. is
1: just this is just either I'm taking notes on something or I'm, you know, writing down a, a, a an idea for an episode or a story or something like that. So it doesn't need to be perfect. Mm. But if I'm writing something in Microsoft Word or an email or something so fucking anal about grammar, it's unreal. I'm like, Wait, you, and me, you and me both. Is is that legit? I've sat there for 20 minutes once composing an email because I couldn't remember if I'd used a semicolon correctly.
0: Mm. <laughs> I'll I tell you, I'm so bad at it. I mean, I've spent the last couple of weeks, um, like you, just hunting for jobs. I fucking, mm. I, my job just, it winds me up. You know, at least every other day I'm getting stressed and just angry at people for stupid shit. So I'm like, right, well, I need a new job, so... Yeah, and I'm finally kind of in the frame of mind to look for new jobs, and I'm so anal about the grammar and the language that I'm using. And then I applied for a job last night. Um, I, I, was, I was clearly tired, but I, so I wrote the covering letter to go with it, mm. um, and I accidentally put, uh, I put an extra G somewhere in a word where it didn't belong at all. It's like not, not even close to being uh. in that position, you know. And I clearly just accidentally pressed the G key as I was pressing T at the same time. As you do, yeah. But I didn't pick up on it. Um and I sent the message and as soon as I realised I went, you can't. And <laughs> I just properly beating myself up over it. I was like, I can't. I hope you didn't like I'm email that to that.
1: them afterwards. Like, you can't. I've just forgotten to I've misspelled this I, <laughs> I did not. Uh, do you know what? The amount of job adverts I see where people have either misspelled stuff oh, it's awful. or they um have like left words out i was just like you're meant to be professional what the fuck are you mm-hmm. doing Right. right what's up. your next what's your next let's start a fight topic
0: so uh yeah so anyway so the whole point of going into the bat cob bar, bun balm, cake thing uh was the example of the type of thing that we're going to be discussing today so mm. <laughs> uh, so interesting that you brought up doctor who um okay so one of my questions is who is your favorite doctor and why
1: i will admit i don't have a great deal of exposure with doctor who right um i only started watching it when i was when they did the reboot with christopher eccleston yep that's when i started watching doctor who and i watched all of the christopher eccleston ones i watched all of the david Tennant ones didn't like matt smith (laughs) watched some of peter capaldi yeah Oh, and I watched the Day of the Doctor, which had John Hurt in it mainly because it had John Hurt in it. Yeah. Um, because Canon, he's now a Doctor. So that should round <laughs> me up as well. The War um, Doctor,
0: rather than being given a number, he was the War Doctor.
1: Yeah, he was. Because... He was the Doctor of War. Suck it and deal with it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'd have to say David Tennant because of all the of the what three or four Doctors I've have exposure to, he is my favourite. Because he's definitely the. I, I really like the way he plays off the severity of the Doctor, because obviously, and this is something I don't think gets, I don't think this term gets used enough when referencing the Doctor. He's technically a war criminal. Oh, yeah. Because of what he did to the Time Lords and the Daleks, and I know the Day of the Doctor spoilers sort mm. of undid all of that because he froze them in a moment in time and didn't kill everybody. Yeah. But he's kind of a war criminal.
0: I'm um, well, he's a bit of a war <clears throat> criminal anyway. He he tries to. Well, he basically destroys the entire Dalek race a couple least. of times. That's it. Yeah. Multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> he he he
1: genocides the same race of people multiple times. So yeah. calm the fuck down. Um, but yeah, he plays off that serious kind of because mm. <clears throat> David Tennant's Doctor. I think he has all of those elements of the. I'm almost a thousand years old. I've been through some serious shit. I'm kind mm. of like the one who keeps everybody in check. War criminal. Ah, oh, emotions big time. Sad. But then he plays it off with like the fun, happy, playful side. Like when David Tennant gets resurrected as the doctor and he's there in his pajamas and he's talking to this alien race that's invaded Earth. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, come on. Earth's amazing. From You know, humans are amazing. From the day they arrive on this planet, and blinking they step into the sun there's oh no hang on wait that's the lion king isn't it so <laughs> yeah. he just randomly starts quoting the lyrics to circle of life to a bunch of invading fucking aliens
0: it is amazing yeah you know?
1: um and just his uh, just his way with you know how he he mucks around and stuff and what really annoyed me as well is i liked i liked billy piper as a mm. as a companion of the she was great but i really liked uh, Martha Jones I can never remember Freema is, Freema Freema Eichmann. yeah I thought she was really good yeah, and then they got rid good. of her for Catherine Tate and I fucking can't stand Catherine Tate but I thought she was quite good as the doctor's companion I was like oh, okay yeah she's, so she's... I liked
0: her as the companion She, I think she did she's... it really well
1: yeah she's not bad and then sort of Matt Smith had a ton of companions Peter Capaldi said it, a... and now the new lady doctor has like a squadron of companions including Bradley Walsh for some fucking reason I've, because just in case we're on the TARDIS and get bored and fancy a game of the chase.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, so I'm kind of with you. I, David <clears throat> Tennant was probably my favourite. And like you say, because he would the, yeah, the seriousness and drama was there, but he was fun at the same time. I mean, yeah. it's like the first thing he, I think, well, yeah, the first thing he says to Rose when he wakes up is like, tell me something. Am oh, I, am I Ginger. Ginger. And you're like, so, no, and
1: he's like, oh, I really wanted to be a ginger. I've never been a ginger before. Yeah, and I was I like, think,
0: you know what? That mm-hmm. it just set the whole tone for him the, for me. I think
1: the other one as well is when the, the Jadoon attack, those rhino guys in the suits. Yes. And he's like, ha-ha, it's a Jadoon platoon on the moon. <laughs> yes. He just starts, like, fucking around. It's like, Seriously? That's how he just pisses about all the time. He it's saves, so you know, expression service with a smile. He's the yeah. doctor that saves the world with a smile. You know? Yeah.
0: Because I remember watching the first episode with Christopher Eccleston in, and he's in Rose's house, mm. um, and he's basically looking in a mirror, flapping his ears, going, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, he's like, "Oh, we need to do something about this. Yeah. That's terrible." I was like, "That's that's brilliant." But no, I I think David Tennant was was very much the best. Um, well, I'm with you on that one. But mm. see, I started watching Doctor Who when I was a kid. I was watching you know loads of all the old classics. I can't say I've watched them all. Um, but I remember watching the classics, and I think I've seen episodes from every Doctor um, mm. from the classic series. And then, yeah, then they were like, like I say, they kind of continued on with it, or they no sorry, they killed the franchise with Doctor Who the movie mm. um, with uh, Paul McGann. Um, but again, I quite enjoyed it as a, a good fun adventure. I, I, I thought seen I thought it was fun, you know. It's proper cheesy now. I, I, <clears throat> I tried watching oh, yeah. it a couple of years ago and went, oh, this is bad. Um, but I loved Paul McGann as the Doctor. I thought he was really good. Again, it was that... Because his, his whole thing was, yes, he regenerated, but something went wrong with the regeneration because cause he was basically undergoing surgery at that point and it mm. kind of fucked with the whole regeneration process and that was quite quite an interesting part of the story. Yeah. Um, And I also quite like the fact that Paul McGann is both the shortest and the longest-serving doctor. Well, he only had like an hour and a half of screen time, but he was Hmm. there for like 11 years before... um, What's-his-face came in? Um, Christopher Eccleston came in.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, But yeah, so they they continued the series with Christopher Eccleston. That was great. Love to David Tennant. Like you say, great drama, but lots of fun at the same time. Uh, Matt Smith, I'm with you. I didn't get on with Matt Smith to start with. He, just, he wound me up. Mm. Um, it was almost like he was too immature. And you sitting there going, this guy is supposed to be a thousand years old, a thousand plus years old, and he's just making a complete mockery of the whole thing. Mm. Um, and I then, find it
1: funny that the Doctor rarely bumps into older versions or younger versions of himself. Yeah, I was going to say, he's very careful not to run like, into himself. <clears throat> like, Day of the Doctor, obviously, they all all collide on purpose. Yeah. But... Um, Yeah, he seems very careful, like, even when he goes to places he's been before, he somehow manages to not bump into him. It's almost like he's got a little computer that was like, you were here, you know, you'll be here in six days, okay, i got a week (laughs) before I i got to get the fuck out. Yeah, half the time, the world's not ending, it's just he's about to turn up. Exactly
0: that. It's like
1: having an annoying relative that you're constantly trying to avoid at family functions. Yeah.
0: No. but it's you it's like you are absolutely right on that one actually yeah mm. but yeah peter capaldi didn't really do it for me he was okay but wasn't i think it's funny
1: there. that peter capaldi he, he hasn't so they haven't sort of recognized or acknowledged that he's been in doctor who before
0: mm. oh yeah. as a different character yeah i remember when he first came on i was like i'm pretty sure he, i I, was like, he I know was, him and yeah he was yeah, in the, um, the pompeii he,
1: he's in the pompeii episode yeah he plays the dad of the family and it's he's just like four, yeah. no one no one's going to mention this well, again, okay. they
0: but they they tried to kind of play it off a little bit with something because they did the same with Freema Eggman as well because she also was in Doctor Who before she came in as a companion. Oh, was she? she oh, was she was in? Um, I want to say Canary Wharf when the Daleks were. They basically had like this big portal at the top of Canary oh, Wharf yeah. and the Daleks were invading. Uh, or the Cybermen. It was the Ghost one. That was it. When there was, like, all these ghosts walking around. Oh, yeah. was she uh, in that one? She was. She was basically one of the oh. um, operators for the this portal thing. Uh, when they had the uh, the earpieces in their ears, which were actually cyber implants from the Cyberman. Oh. Um Yeah, so... But they played it off, and, you know, she said something dumbass like, Oh, yeah, my cousin were, were, was at Canary Wharf when the Daleks invaded, or... What little no. Cybermen invade? He's just like, okay, right. She's
1: Thanks. in um, she's in New Amsterdam at the minute, isn't she? She is,
0: yeah. That, <clears throat> yeah, I, w- like I walked past
1: the thing. other. Yeah, my mum watches it. I walked past. I was like, Martha Jones.
0: Like, <laughs> like, well, I was like, oh, she used to be in Doctor Who. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, she's in that at the moment. Um, mm. I've seen a yeah, couple a couple yeah. of bits because my housemate and his girlfriend watch it because for some reason they take pleasure in you know watching people do the same job that they do. Um, and I was just like, okay, or whatever. But yeah, i spot she was in that. It seems to be okay. Oh, yeah, you're
1: right. Yeah, no, I've just Googled her. And she was, oh, yeah, she was in it twice. Yeah. Playing Adiola or
0: Yeah, something like that. Fair enough. Um. So, yeah, but so, yeah, Peter Capaldi, then um, Jodie Whittaker. I'll be honest, Jodie, I quite liked Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. Um, I haven't watched any of I, Jodie Whittaker's Doctoring. I didn't like... What don't I like about it? I oh, don't. No, I think she was. Oh no, that's right. It was one of the companions that Peter Capaldi had. Um, Bob, Bobby, Billy, something. Ah, uh-huh. young, young black woman, lesbian. Um, and in every episode, every opportunity, she had to tell you she was a lesbian. Okay. Why? We know. know. You told us once. We don't need to know it every day. <clears throat> Thank you very much. You know, mm. idiots. Anyway. So I'll probably just upset the LGBT community. Um, That's fine. That. They know I love them. Yes, I do love them. And I <laughs> if,
1: if they care that I love them. But but,
0: but, the, uh, but this is kind of my point. It's like, you know, I have no problem. You know, fine. You mentioned that this character, you know, is a lesbian. Mm. Awesome. I don't need to be reminded every week.
1: I think it, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all for representation. You want to throw... Mm. You know, LGBTQ trans whatever characters in there. Yeah, brilliant. If they're good characters, I'll get along with them. Yeah, but it's 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 that thing where it's almost like when it's constantly when part of their character is to constantly mention it. Yes, I feel like it 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 then kind of cheapens the whole point, and it becomes a bit like. The shows kind of going, oh look at us, we're filling our representation quota. You know, we did it. All oh, pat us on the back, and it's like oh, they're, they're a exactly. person, they're a character. Anyway, okay.
0: and this is, and I've had mm. this conversation with other people. Like I say, I have no issue with, you know, like you say, gay, bi, straight, trans, whatever. Mm. You know, you do you, cool and groovy. But there seems to be this trend at the moment with TV shows and what have you that, uh, especially trans characters. Have to you're like so the actor, actress, or whatever it is, whatever the correct terminology is, they may be a trans person and they have to play a trans character in whatever TV show they're in. I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. You're an actor. It's typecasting a little bit, I would think. Yeah, but I'm. I'm like, but you're an actor. You play whatever. You play the character, and it doesn't matter what the character is. We don't yeah. need to know all the time. Like so I, was watching- I mean, come on!
1: For crying out loud, how often do straight actors play gay characters?
0: That's it, all the and, time. And, vice, and versa. vice versa.
1: I mean, yeah. Neil Patrick Harris spent nine years on How I Met Your Mother playing yeah. the aggressively straight Barney Simpson when he's he as
0: gay as a fucking maypole. John Cryer, exactly the same in Two and a Half Men. Wait, John Cryer's gay? Yeah. Is you don't he? I know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Are
1: you sure? Yes, I am. Not that I'm disagreeing with you, but now I'm going to Google John You're Cryer. googling it. I am going to Google John Cry. Yes. Please continue with whatever your point. So, was.
0: but yeah, and I'm just like, like, so I was watching uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and there's a there's a trans character in there. Uh, I was like, cool, trans character. And then I found out that said trans character, um, the actor playing said trans character, is also trans. I'm like, mm. okay, I, I let it go. I was like, fine, cool, representation. I'm all for it. No problem. Then Star Trek did the same.
1: Um, um, John Cryer's not gay.
0: I, th- I was sure. John he was.
1: Cryer has repeatedly been asked if he's gay, and he has repeatedly said no. But he has uh, several children with several heterosexual women, and is currently in a relationship with Lisa Marie Joyner, who is an American entertainment reporter and television host.
0: Well, John Cryer. If Apparently, you're I he decreed-
1: He refers to himself as. Uh, an effeminate heterosexual dog. So
0: uh, Yeah, okay. but he's
1: he's not he's not I knew he was he's not gay.
0: <laughs> then John Cryer, if you're listening, I apologise. Yes, I my <laughs> information God, could you is imagine if John Cryer
1: shall we get an email from John Cryer? How the hell could you think I was gay? Oh sorry. Um
0: Contents.tuto at gmail.com. All right.
1: Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> I I got I got completely lost in Googling John Cryer. No, that's fine. So yes, there, there was
0: this character in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Like I say, trans mm. character played by a trans person. Cool. Oh you know yeah, I it's it the go. um the young lad, isn't it? Yeah, I let it go. What's and, his
1: face? oh what's his name?
0: Uh oh, fuck.
1: Oh dot, dot, dot. I know exactly what you're talking
0: about. It's but it's it's basically it's the young girl who then goes, actually no, I'm not a girl. I identify as a boy, and then she shapes. Yeah,
1: he, yeah, he yeah, he he gets bullied quite a bit. I've not watched all of the Sabrina, but yeah, he starts getting sort of picked on and shit on, doesn't he, yeah. by some of the other
0: goes go find... and
1: joins the basketball team if I recall correctly. Yes. Um, yeah, I know you're talking about.
0: Yeah, I I need to find the the actor's name now. Hold on. Uh...
1: Bear with us listener <laughs> As we Google actors playing trans character, Here
0: we go. Uh, so the actor's name is. Lachlan, Lachlan Watson. Um, and the character was, yeah, Theo Putnam. Theo, that's it, yes, Theo. Yeah. Yes, young um, Theo. And I can't remember what the, their name was before they became Theo. Um, but yeah, at that point, I was like, you know what? I'll let it go. No problem. All for representation. Cool. And then Star Trek did the same. And they started beating you around the face with it every episode. Yeah, and you're just like, stop it. I
1: don't think they're beating you around the face with it. I think it's... I mean, I haven't seen Star Trek, so I don't know. But I think uh, when it comes to, to to trans characters, the thing is, is it's not... And I have no experience in this personally, being not being trans myself, but it's it's not easy being trans. It's very clear that it's not easy being trans in right. any situation. And even in, you know, fantasy, supernatural, or sci-fi settings, I can't imagine it's easy because whilst the... Well, y- you would think personally in Star Trek a human being trans would be like a just shrug it. You know, do you know what I mean? Just like a... There's fucking aliens that living next door. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Um, but because it's... Obviously, fantasy to us, it's the writers and the creators of the show are obviously trying to convey a message with the story. So they have to, they want to convey to, uh, hopefully, if they if they want to do a good job, they they want to convey to the audience how difficult life and certain experiences are for that trans individual because it's not something that you or I are likely to experience. So it's trying mm. to convey another person's perspective. Um, and life experience to people who may not or will not ever have that. So I don't think it's ever that they're trying to beat you around the face with it. I think it's just that, you know, if you're getting shit for being trans, it is going to be an unrelenting nonstop, you know, cycle of bullying, abuse, shit from people who don't understand or, you know, want you to be want you to fit into a certain box. So I think if the show makes it that way for the viewer you can kind of get an idea that oh yeah even though we're on you know planet squiggly woggly 7 and we've met people made entirely out of red licorice this person is still <laughs> this person is still a dick and is still giving trans crew member a shitty time for whatever do you know what I mean it's it's that because i remember when they started when um tv shows started having more openly gay characters Mm. and there was a lot of storylines where like it would be referenced quite a lot because this person was either having trouble getting acceptance from their family or they were getting shit from co-workers or friends and stuff you know people who had been perfectly lovely to them two days before but because they've come out they're now treating them like the enemy and stuff and i think it's very much the same for trans people in real life so it's 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 writers and creators trying to convey that to people who don't
0: have experience of it i agree and, and <sighs> hopefully that makes sense my, my problem with it happening in star trek is if the writers feel the need to do that in star trek they've kind of missed the point of star trek um or maybe star, not star, star trek isn't all you know most of the epi- it's rare that you or anything that's to do with um, you know, inequality or prejudice, and it's always addressed in Star Trek in whatever episode they're addressing it in, mm. um, never has it been kind of addressed throughout an entire series or an entire but season.
1: Perhaps it's because my understanding is that the the, the, the Earth that appears in Star Trek mm. is meant to be semi-utopian, isn't it? Like the whole point that Starfleet can exist is because the world's gotten to a point where we're all sort of
0: jiving yes. together and working in harmony. Yes, well, the Federation but, it, is a utopian, yeah, um, organization.
1: But I think the problem with utopia is that it's, at least to my mind, a U- utopia is a fiction. It's never going to happen because there are too many people with too many conflicting views for it to happen so perhaps it is the the creators of star trek trying to flesh it out and say whilst you know there are a great many things that the federation gets right in century 156 or whatever or millennia 156 there are still things that the human race needs to work on you know i mean for fuck's sake it's 2021 And racism is still a thing. Sexism is still a thing. Transphobia, homophobia, these are all still things. But we've had fucking, you know, people of different skin color and different races have always existed.
2: Mm.
1: Well, I mean, if you go back to like the original humans, probably not. But once we all started spreading out and going our own separate ways. Mm. Um, Homosexuality is recorded as far back as people are recording shit. Yeah. And for a very long time, it was treated as normal, and then Jesus turned up and fucked the pony, and now it's bad again. I don't know, but anyway, you know, and and transgender as well. You know, people have sort of gone with the flow for, um, been who they wanted to be for for however long, but it's we still have these, we still have these issues, we still have these problems now because, whilst, um, whilst humanity does advance, perhaps slower than we might like. It does advance. There are still people who feel threatened by change, feel threatened by views that aren't their own. And that could still very well be possible in the far distant future of Star Trek. So if anything, it feels like they're fleshing it out and saying even a utopia is not perfect because there's humans in it.
0: I mean, yeah, maybe that is kind of the... Because, well, in that particular season... Yeah, they're even further in the future and the utopia is kind of lost a little bit. Um, there
1: you go. Maybe the uh, shine's worn off and people have realised that dickheads and arseholes and racists still exist. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, let's move past it because
0: I feel like we're, you know, mm. we're...
1: Otherwise we'll get bogged down in, in quasi-politics yes, and so, our views uh, on shit. So. But,
0: but, but again, just to clarify from my point of view, I am not transphobic or anything like that. You do you. I just, you know, I don't feel the need personally to have it addressed everywhere. You know, I am aware... And that's it. So, anyway, moving on. Um, a Scone or scone?
1: See, I was always raised with it being scone. Mm. However, I am open to the argument that because it is one letter different from cone, <laughs> and just with an S on the front, that it should probably be pronounced scone. Although, to me, saying it scone sounds pretentious and dickish.
0: I was going to say, you sound a bit posh, don't you? Scone. Yeah. Would you like a scone? scone. Even,
1: even with my commoner's muck accent, would you like yeah. a scone?
0: Would you like a scone? Yeah. <laughs> See, again, um, I, I was always brought up with scone when I lived but, in London. It was, they ooh. were scones, but then kind of when I moved north-ish, um, they became scones.
1: Then again, I can count the number of times I've eaten one on one hand. with three with three fingers yeah so it's not even something that i i love that it's always the great sort of debate of 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 english pronunciation is that you know always comes up oh is it scone or scone it's like i don't fucking eat them i don't care because the only time you get scones or scones is either you buy them in the supermarket to do a cream tea at home or you go to like you know fucking mum house in the middle of nowhere and you have a cream tea in their little cafe. A cream tea is a pretentious fucking thing that for some reason still continues from the archaic fucking oh look we're the aristocracy period of
0: Britain. It's fucking stupid. Well shall we move on to the quintessential British argument? Jam first or cream first?
1: Again, don't I don't eat them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's not a quintessential argument for me, but this is the, this is the thing I can't understand, is, yes, fine, if you want to have a cream tea as a thing, have a cream tea as a thing, because I understand it's a quote-unquote British institution, and a lot of tourists are like, oh, you know, let's go to a cafe and have a typical British cream tea, <laughs> and it's like, yes, but you realize that typical British people only have cream teas when we go out for the day. Yes. It's not something we do at home.
0: Like, as far as I'm concerned, it. As
1: far as I'm concerned, jam belongs on toast and fuck you. All
0: right, fair enough.
1: Cream goes on any kind of dessert you feel like. I mean, you can throw jam on a dessert if you really wanted to. I'll take enough cream but, and jam on ice cream if you fucking uh, want. Yeah, I, I don't I don't <laughs> Like does it matter? Like the only the only time I get into that what goes first argument is when psychopaths put milk into a cup of tea before they put hot water in
0: so yeah. so they put
1: the tea bag in the cup then they add milk those people should be executed and or sterilized because fuck them that's not how you make a cup of tea you fucking savage milk only but goes
0: first when you're pouring tea from a teapot no yeah
1: no yeah No. What? yeah these are this is like i tried to once speak to an american <laughs> colleague about putting milk in tea and they are like, oh, did the Brits put milk in tea? And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of our thing. And I'm like, oh, we tried it. It's disgusting. What tea did you use? Oh, we used some green tea and some chai. Yeah, that's why it's disgusting. There's it's your fucking tea. problem, you idiot.
0: <laughs> but isn't tea, tea, is, tea is one of those weird things. It's just like there is no hard and fast rule. It's that's, like,
1: like buying, that's like buying Lipton's sweet tea that you, mm. you know, the fucking iced tea you get in a bottle and adding milk to that. Yes. Just
0: stop it. But it's like I like I love Redbush tea. Redbush tea is like my favourite tea. It's my mm. it's my Friday night. I'm done with work for the week. I just want to chill out for the weekend. Well,
1: well, no, slow down, CJ. We've probably got some kids that listen to this show. You need to curb your <laughs> wild your wild stories about your freaky Friday
0: nights with your tea. Well, that's it. So I'm, and I'll make oh my myself God. a nice cup of Redbush tea and sit down and drink it. Now, Redbush tea, you, you can have it with, well, like any tea, you can have it with or without milk. It's all down to your personal taste. I I think before we start
1: talking about your tea tastes, we need to address the fact that some of our listeners might be wondering how old you are at this point. And I can confirm, listeners, he is below 56. I am 35 years old. And he's talking like this.
0: I'm 35 years old. He doesn't have kids or grandkids or, you know,
1: tartan slippers, and he still talks like this. I might have tartan slippers. I don't know it's nothing against tartan slippers. I was trying. To, I was trying to think of like what kind of slippers an old man would wear. The Lakers. only old man I knew was my granddad, and he always wore tartan slippers. So it's kind of oh, like, you know.
0: um But no, like, I like a nice cup of red bush tea, no milk, just on its own, and it's fucking delicious.
1: What is happening to this show? Because
0: know, know, <laughs> it's because we haven't. You know, we, we've been off for so long. It's that like we've just. I'm going to be honest.
1: I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm the absolute uh, tea rebel. I drink breakfast tea just whenever.
0: Well, yeah. See now, like, tea I, I,
1: drink I drink breakfast tea at like eleven o'clock at night
0: because you know I'm hardcore. See now, tea <laughs> as people know tea, so like PG Tetleys, all that kind of stuff is all breakfast tea. They just don't brand it as breakfast tea. It's but oh it's no, mine is thing.
1: mine is Twinings breakfast tea. Mine is specifically branded as breakfast tea. Yeah, see, so some whatever. people
0: will brand it as breakfast tea, but, like, your big brands... Because I'm a mad man. Your big brands, like, like I say, PG Tetley's Yorkshire tea, what mm. you're actually having is breakfast tea, and people drink it at all times of day. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with that. There really yeah. isn't anything wrong with that. I mean, is there a... Just to go back to scones, scones, whatever, right. cream and jam,
1: is that? Does it make a fucking bit of difference?
0: There, there have been people that have said yes, it affects the taste. Personally, I couldn't give a monkey's either way. It's going in my face. I'm going to chew it, and I'm so going to shit it, it out afterwards.
1: I would, I would argue, it affects the taste in the same way it would affect the taste of if you had just a cheeseburger. Mm. So we're talking bun, meat, cheese, bun, right?
0: Is that bottom to top or
1: top to bottom? That's bottom to top. Right. So we're going up, right? Yep. So bun on the bottom, meat, yep. cheese. Bun on the top. Yep. I imagine which way around the jam and the cream would go would Mm. affect the taste as much as whether you put ketchup on top of the cheese Mm -hmm. or under the burger. Yes. It's going to taste the same regardless. It's just which flavor do you get first? Exactly. Because obviously jam, depending, well, just jam is fucking fruit paste. Mm -hmm. So that's obviously going to have a much different taste to cream, which Mm. is generically bland.
0: Yeah. Well, it's certainly more, not sour it's, or, or It's bitter. less taste. It's got less taste to it. It's like like, less sweet than jam is. Yeah.
1: Cream, cream is like most things that are almost straight up dairy in that it barely tastes of anything. Yeah, um, true. So, true. yeah, you know, you're going to get a different, to be a proper snub, you're probably going to get a different flavor profile depending on which way you put it round.
0: Mm.
1: But it's not going to affect, the, it's still going to taste the fucking same once you start chewing.
0: Well, this uh, but this is the argument people have. It's you know if the let's say the cream touches your tongue first and then the jam, it will change how you taste the jam. But if the jam touches first, you're going to get more of a sweet here's, hit. Here's my argument mm.
1: to do with this, and this is why things like that really annoy me. And the milk thing is the milk bef- in the, with the tea bag before tea. It's because my grandparents taught me how to make tea, and I once tried to do that, and they cracked my knuckles with a wooden spoon. (laughs) And my nan called me an idiot. So I was like, fine. Lesson learned. Also, I just think it's weird. Yeah. A little bit. Because normally, because the way I make a cup of tea, obviously you put the tea bag in, you put in the hot water, Mm -hmm. and then you add milk. Yeah. And you use the fusion of the two to determine how much milk you want to put
0: in, how dark and strong you want the tea. Yeah, and if you put a little if, bit too much and you keep mashing the bag around until it yeah. gets a bit darker.
1: If you put the milk in 1st just you've got to fucking wing it. Um, it's madness. <laughs> it's anyway, anarchy. <laughs> it's, it's very much the jam or cream first. I think if you have a preference, that's fine. Mm. If, you, if you sit there and go, oh, it must be jam first, always jam first, mm. never cream. Savagery. That's fine. You do you. But trying to tell other people which are around to do it is very much like trying to tell people who they can fuck. Okay. It's them. It's their mouth and or genitals.
0: It's none of your fucking business. And Please don't put your mouth out. Or sorry, please don't put your genitals in tea. That's just wrong.
1: If somebody wants to put jam on first or cream on first, that's their business. Fuck it. If someone wants to be a lunatic and put jam on half of it and then cream on the other half so neither comes first. Yeah. to be a fucking revolutionary of terrifying proportions. Let them do it. It's their mouth. It's their food. Why the fuck should it matter to you? This is this <laughs> is my argument for for people like, oh, homo-. Yeah, especially the religious folk. Homosexuality is a sin. What the fuck does your God care what I do with my dick?
0: Oh, well, yeah, true.
1: Like, the Middle East has been permanently on fire since 1100 AD. Yeah. Surely you're... Aware- by the way, where there's one city that's the major seat of three of the world's biggest religions that are all kind of the same, but they refuse to admit that they're all kind of the same. Mm. Surely your god's got bigger <laughs> problems than who I choose to stick it to in my private time.
0: I think you might be right, yeah. Might be right.
1: Um, okay, uh, I just need to take... Oddfellas' re- advice on religion. Just never, not even once.
0: <laughs> you know like those meth things? Yeah. Saying, meth. Not even once. Yeah, not even once. Uh, right, Just I need to don't... take a quick break, so I'm busting for a pee. Oh my no, God, uh... amateur hour. I know, I know. Sorry, <sighs> right, I'll be right back. Uh, That's right. right, I'm going to go grab a drink. Cool, don't go anywhere. Maybe a scum. Hey. I'm going to put marmalade on it like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> yeah. Picture, if you will,
1: two ginger men with shaved head and beards. Are they identical twins? Is it a mirror, or have you entered? The odd fellow's zone. <laughs>
0: And we are back. <laughs> um. So, moving on from scones, scones, tea, etc. etc. Um. Uh. Who is Batman?
2: Is is that a trick question? No.
1: Bruce Wayne. No.
0: Wasn't what I was going for. So. What, what what? are you going? For? Help as, me out here. <laughs> as in, as in pop culture arguments, who is Batman? So, Batman's quite, so, the, the sorry, dude sorry, in the cape. Sorry, so, I, so, I say quite, quite. I say quite famously. I don't know how famous it is or whether it's true. I just remember hearing it somewhere that Michael Keaton uh, quite uh, sternly declared that he was Batman. Um, and this is he like for a small period of time. I say, and this is like after you know Val Kilmer, George Clooney, um, Christian Bale, you know Michael Keaton was like, nope, I'm Batman. Um, and this is, and of course Michael Keaton was after um, what's his face, who appears in Big Bang Theory all the time, Adam West. Oh, Adam West. Yeah. So, so wait, my are you asking to, so who's your who fa- is? Who's, oh, who's your favorite yeah. Batman? Who
1: is Batman? Right. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, who is Batman? Batman's like the fucking Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> you know, somebody either gets fed up of being Batman or, you know, gets shit-canned in Hollywood and isn't allowed to be Batman anymore, or is just crap. And then they replace them with a different, younger person who can maybe hold their own through, you know, sort of six, six movies, maybe mm. a Netflix TV show. Um don't even like batman that's the thing oh um I thought
0: you did i thought you were batman
1: no not even close because no? my problem with batman is I've, I've raved about this several times on this very show uh, my so issue with I'm batman listening. is every time they bring out a new batman mm. every single time they make a new batman movie yeah They always do some kind of flashback or some kind of uh, mention to Batman's parents got shot by a mugger. That's why he became Batman. (laughs) And it's the same thing they do every time they switch Spider-Man. Thankfully, they didn't do it with Tom Holland. They just threw him in there.
0: Just, uh, yeah, uh, listeners cast back to episode 86 entitled Fuck Batman.
1: Yes, yes yeah. fuck batman um <laughs> but yeah you know they do it with spider-man every time I say, oh he's been bitten by a radar so like we fucking know how he Wait, became now. batman we know how he became spider-man we don't need a review of it every fucking time yeah. i like I, robert
0: pattinson's the new batman isn't he yeah the batman he's not just batman yeah. he's the batman
1: and i bet you 20 quid there's going to be a reference in there to, because even in fucking justice league Dude, not even- the Snyder Cut, because I've not seen it, but the, the version that came out in the cinema, there's a fucking bit where Batman, I don't know, he's training, or he's blowing Alfred, or he's on a computer. I don't know. Ben Affleck's Batman. And there's like mm. a there's a whole reference to like a gun going off, and screaming, yeah. and parents. It's like, we know why you're Batman!
0: It's even referenced in fucking Joker.
1: Yeah, we don't need a <laughs> fucking repeat. We don't need a refresher every 5 minutes this is like the dude who's been single for 5 years finally gets himself a girlfriend who he adores and as much as it's sweet and lovely and you're happy for him he's like hey have you guys met my girlfriend hey do you know about my girlfriend guys i've got a girlfriend it's like, we fucking no yeah, we know Shut you up. dickhead <laughs> um so that's, that's one of the reasons i don't like batman and also you know please consult episode 86 yeah. fuck batman um but I don't know, I've had a problem with every fucking Batman, because I think Batman is undeniably cheesy mm. when not animated. Like, okay, my favourite Batman is is animated Batman. Okay. The one from the Batman show, um, oh, what was it specifically called? Was it just Batman?
0: I thought it was like Batman the Animated Series. Late 90s, early 2000s, that
1: one. Yeah, because there's like a fucking ton of Batman animated... Yes, Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Which was on that was my favorite. from... It was on like live from, and kicking, wasn't it? Or originally on. aired on Fox Kids in 1992 to 1995. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one. With the voice actor of uh, Kevin Conroy mm. as Batman.
0: And... I think um, I remember playing the uh, the metal version of that theme song on this show at one point. Mm, I, fucking love I think that you did. It was great. Yeah, who was the <sighs> Joker? In-
1: <inaudible> yeah, that was the one where Mark Hamill was the Joker.
0: Yeah, I thought Mark Hamill you know, was still the Joker. He, he is was, the like, Joker in doing it to the. He's day. the Joker
1: in many things, but I think this was the first time he turned up as the ah, Joker. Okay. Um. But yeah, that one. That is that's my favorite Batman. Okay because every time they do a fucking live action batman it's always batman is inherently like a little bit edgy mm. like you know if i say edge lord you know what i mean he's a little bit of a like i were dark i have no parents yeah i fight the scum in the dark in the shadows <laughs> Dude, you're a fucking billionaire. Go buy an island and just do a shitload of blow to deal with your issues. Or it'd be better. Go and you, Bruce Wayne can a th- afford a therapist. Yes, he can.
0: He can, he afford, can afford multiple a
1: therapist. Multiple he therapists does not bother to go and see a therapist. Instead, he feels a productive and healthy outlet for his violent anger mm. is to kick in criminals. Yep. <laughs> you know, and he always he always ends up coming across as particularly fucking Christian Bale's Batman. I am for fuck's sake. Like at least <laughs> at least Ben Affleck, you can tell in the mo- in the in the Justice League. It's a voice changer. Yeah, like exactly. his voice he's has got voice like changer. a like he's he's billionaire phil- philanthropist who makes advanced weapons and shit. Mm. So he builds a voice changer into his suit and you can hear it. Yeah.
0: And if you're not it's sure, like, there's even a bit where Alfred sits there testing it.
1: Yeah. He's like yeah, exactly. voice
0: he goes, "Yeah, voice changer works."
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's what you want. Not just some dude who's like, I'm going hoarse because I talk like this all the time.
0: But it was, it was Christian <sighs> Bale in like the second, in what was it, The Dark Knight. Christian Bale just sounded like he had a really bad cold.
1: Yeah. And then Bruce Wayne goes to some fucking charity function. He's like, hi, I'm Bruce Wayne. It's my honor to give money to the orphans of Gotham. So I was like, he sounds a fuckload like Batman. I'm definitely not Batman. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it, yeah. Yeah, but every time, he's always, because of who Batman is, mm. and because of how he's betrayed, he always comes across with that fucking moody teenage, like, I don't think he ever grows out
0: of it, because he doesn't deal with his issues, he just beats up criminals. I like, he just beats people up to deal with his issues, and it doesn't happen. I'm, I'm suffering serious
1: emotional trauma, <laughs> but rather than deal with it, I'm going to put on a mask and fight people. You know, like I'm not judging your coping mechanism. You know, I play a lot of D and D to cope with my emotional issues. So each to their own. But fucking seriously, do you know what I mean? I mean, I love I like Adam West's Batman because it's so deliberately cheesy. It's
0: like it's so like cheesy. when
1: he starts fucking dancing and shit. Or it's like, um, <laughs> oh my god, you know. Robin's in the bat boat. And it's like, drop the bat depth charges. Yeah. Oh no, the Joker sent some sharks after us. Quick, get the shark repellent bat spray out of the glove think, box. Get- <laughs> you know, shit like that where everything's got bat in the name of it and yeah. it's meant to be a joke.
0: Yeah, and it's like, you know, I mean, in the Bat Cave, I imagine they have bat bats in the bat yes. Cave.
1: <laughs> oh my God, there's so many bats in here. How do we get rid of them? Like, you built shark repellent bat spray, but you didn't do anything about the bats. Well, it was kind of my, you know, it's kind of my like, part of my brand, but now they're just fucking everywhere.
0: Yeah, now there's just fucking guano everywhere.
1: Also, bitches. Batman's in the Batcave, right? Yeah. Which is a cave. Yeah. He's got that big wall of computer monitors. Yeah. He is not perpetually surrounded by moths.
0: I'd be more worried about the moisture getting into the electronics, actually, but... Well oh, you can it. insulate electronics. Or yeah, you know, I he's, so, yeah. he's, he's rich enough. Also, how does nobody know he has the Batcave? Because
1: whilst he's a billionaire, he's not a construction worker. True. Who built the Batcave? Who put in that fucking revolving vanity thing that the Batmobile is on? Because he <laughs> sure as fuck didn't do it. And I guarantee you, Alfred's not equipped for that shit. No, maybe not. Maybe not. But Somewhere, there's a bunch of very well-paid construction workers who are very, very careful what they say in conversations because yeah. they think Batman will come after them if they squeal. <laughs> Do you reckon Love he Batman. met them at the door of the Bat Cave, dressed like Batman? Hey, this is what I need doing. Here's my <laughs> cell phone number. Don't disturb my upstairs neighbor, Bruce Wayne. because <laughs> no. at some at some point, somebody's going to drive up there and go, "We're really close to Wayne Manor." Does Bruce Wayne know this crazy Bat motherfucker's building in his backyard? <laughs> should Should we tell him? Or oh, somebody's going to be like, "Hey, have you got zoning permission for this?" So <laughs> yeah, why, why are all these permits in Bruce Wayne's name? Uh, he's a friend of mine. He's, he's <laughs> helping me build my,
0: my bat cave. My Shut roommate. up. <laughs> he's my roommate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a brilliant thing on Reddit, isn't there, where um, somebody notices um, Batman entering Wayne Manor one too many times, and then a rumor starts out that uh, Bruce Wayne's gay and he's dating Batman. <laughs> so Bruce, So Bruce Wayne then will end up having to be in a fake relationship with his superhero alter ego <laughs> to avoid revealing that he is Batman. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's fucking crazy. But bruce say, wayne hosts pride 2022 but yeah so you, you talk about um uh yeah don't disturb my upstairs neighbor bruce wayne uh my favorite batman is actually will arnett at the minute oh lego batman yeah lego batman Leg- yes lego batman's amazing lego batman is brilliant the and best thing about lego
1: batman sorry is it the beginning of the lego batman movie the first one <laughs> I,
0: uh, is there two now or is i think there's one? another one coming
1: yeah, and where he he turns, he's like disguised as the mayor, and he fights all of the Batman villains. Yeah, and he goes, "You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts!" And he puts on his "Get Nuts" mix or yeah. whatever, which is a song by him. Yeah, about him. Yeah. and it's like who could choke hold a bear, Batman? Batman? And he's like, "This is me playing guitar, also." and it's like the fuck? He made his own theme tune for shit's sake. Yeah, man,
0: I fucking love Will Arnett's Batman. It's so good.
1: Um, he is good. Well, sir, you know what we get to do? No, sir, sir, you have to go to this charity function. No, 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 no. But, sir, we get to have a tuxedo dresser party.
2: Ah! Oh,
0: yes.
1: <laughs>
0: we get to do your favorite thing. Tuxedo, tuxedo dresser, dresser, yes. tuxedo dresser or he's party. Eating lo-
1: he's eating lobster thermidor <laughs> in a floating duck in the middle of his indoor pool yeah, next man. to his bat submarine while playing guitar. It's all the
0: Fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, like I say, just on comedy value alone, I love Lego Batman. Mm. Lego Batman okay, is
1: the yeah. best. I'll, yeah. I will say then Lego Batman and Animated Batman
0: are my favorite. Okay. I oh, mean, Lego I Batman's know. Animated Batman, isn't he? So yeah, all the Animated Batman. All the Animated Batman yeah. are the best. Mm. Okay. Um...
1: Oh, I'll tell you who's another good one, just quickly. yeah. If you watch the Harley Quinn animated series, which I recommend you do because it's funny as fuck. Okay. Um Batman in that is kind of funny because Jim Gordon is constantly trying to be his friend and he is constantly shooting him down. He's like, hey, I'm having a barbecue tomorrow night. Like, oh, I'm, I'm busy. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Commissioner, I, I have to go. And he's like, okay, you know, we could be friends. He's like, Jim Gordon's like this really lonely, pathetic middle-aged man who's trying to become <laughs> friends with Batman and Batman's just so not interested. Oh, <laughs> poor poor old Jim. Oh, he oh, is portrayed God. brilliantly in that show. He is a yeah. fucking wreck.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wicked. My favourite Jim Gordon. Probably Gary Oldman, actually, yeah. The Dark Knight series. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I liked him in that. But then again, I actually quite liked um, the dude who played Jim Gordon in Gotham as well. He was quite cool. I'm not I watching can't, him. Sorry, I can't tell you his name. I don't know. Uh, but he's now married to uh, Marina Bakarin, who plays um, Dr. Thompson in Gotham. Um, mm-hmm. She's also She plays Vanessa in uh, what, Deadpool. In-
1: Oh, okay. in, that, real married, yeah, in real
0: life, they're married. Yeah, in real life, they're married. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, so they were co-stars in Gotham, and uh, yeah, they got married in real life. Nice. Um, yeah, she plays the she plays Vanessa in Deadpool. Uh, yes, I uh, know the actress you are referring to. Her. So yeah, That's um, team Cap or team Iron Man. We've definitely moved more into the pop culture side of things now rather than food.
1: You had to bring up Civil War, didn't you?
0: Mm-hmm. You I mean A- Aven- Avengers 2.5? I... I hate that film. Really? Yeah. I, mean, I, read th- oh, sorry, I know I've yeah, said yeah, this before in I'll, the show. Try, I know why. It's because, obviously, I, there aren't yeah, enough I, Avengers there.
1: I read the Civil War graphic novels, Yeah, which are awesome. And that film, compared to those, is disappointing at best. Like... There are fucking armies of thousands of superpowered folk getting involved. Yeah, you know, fucking what's oh, what's his name? Not Neptune. There's a guy in Marvel Comics who's basically like king of the sea. He's king of Atlantis. He fucking turns up. Right. Um, you know, everybody gets involved. Captain America gets put on trial. Then he gets shot. Spoilers. But he gets shot with a weird gun that sends him back in, sends his consciousness back in time to World War II. It's this whole fucking thing. Um. Yeah, I, I thought the film was very disappointing, but the uh, so it's basically the argument of do you think superheroes should be like tagged and
0: regulated, basically because that's what the argument is, isn't it? That is what the argument is. Yes,
2: <clears throat>
0: I mean, but, but also there's there's slight argument of well, who who's cooler, Captain America or Iron Man? Oh no, which question are you asking? Are
1: Both. you asking do I agree with this? Oh okay, so as far as the views go.
0: Um, Let's start with the politics.
1: (laughs) I I understand both points of view. Yeah. But I think there are enough people in the Marvel Universe who have been out since day one. Like, the example used in the graphic novels for Civil War is the Fantastic Four. Right. Like, they've never hidden their identities since day one. Everybody knows who they are. Everyone knows where they live. Yeah. Because they live in a giant fucking tower with a number four painted on it. Yep. <laughs> like, everybody knows who they are. Everyone knows where they live. You know, yes, fine, superheroes, supervillains can find them. Mm. But if you're a proper supervillain, you could probably find anybody anywhere.
0: But Cap was always that as well. He was always Captain Rogers. Um, no. Everyone yeah, knew his... him as, as Captain Steve Rogers.
1: Yes, but after he's defrosted... Yeah the public at large only know him as Captain America. They don't know, like, who he is, where he is. Because, obviously, his his location is kind of a secret thing.
0: Oh, yeah, location-wise, my... it is a secret, yeah. But, I mean, I think people still know him as Steve Rogers. Yeah. History-wise.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, like, Iron Man, he's he's out from the end of Iron Man. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah Tony Stark, I'm Iron Man. What's up? I am Iron Man. Um, <clears throat> you know, but... I... I think the problem is it's it's that accountability angle. That's what the whole argument is, isn't it? Yes. It's that oh, if superheroes, if the if superheroes are like government regulated, then we're responsible f- for any collateral damage and shit. Which, yes, you should be. Less so, like you know, if you knock down a building and nobody's injured, mm. I mean that's what you have. You know, you just add superhero, active superhero onto your insurance
0: policy. <laughs> superhero um, <building's> insurance. <laughs> was it a
1: villain or a hero? It, it was. Uh, Meganoid with his death rate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he he got a couple of buildings on your street last week. Yeah, we'll pay out for that. That's fine. Um, <laughs> actually, you know, was, but yeah. I
0: think actually it was General Zod. Well, we don't cover villains. Sorry.
1: Yeah, no, I'm sorry. We don't we don't cover uh, extraterrestrial villains. Yeah. So not on your policy anyway. I um, get
0: you.
1: But <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you need to pay for our advanced to cover plan for that. Um. But the thing is, I think because I think that's how it would happen in reality. If there mm. were people who had superhuman abilities, if there were people who had genuine superpowers, I feel like world governments would
0: want to know who they are and where they are. I think they'd be locked up, first of all, and studied.
1: Mm. Yeah, because not only could there be a great boon to the nation, they could also be a great threat to the nation. Yes. I think that's the point. And, um, you know, like the X-Men do it as well. There's a whole fucking school of mutants mm. that the government knows about. Yeah. And they keep an eye on, but Charles Xavier keeps a, keeps his house in order. Yes, and I think I always get the vibe that <clears throat> whilst I can understand Cap's point about freedom and 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 not constantly being watched or tagged or anything like that, mm.
0: it's well it, for, for him. It was the you know what so, you know what the government is saying is we we see something going down and we can't do anything about it because you won't let us.
1: <clears throat> that's yeah. I think I am not sure if that's. Point.
0: I'm not sure if that's the film version of it. Or the, I think Yeah, I that, that's what he said in the film, at least.
1: Yeah, I can't remember the graphic novels 100%, but I think, I think the gist is it's more about um, identities being out there. Because in the in the graphic novels, what happens in the ones I read is there's a TV show, a reality show, that follows a bunch of young superheroes. Right. And they go, you know, it's basically like Dog the Bounty Hunter, but they're superheroes.
0: A dog. Yeah, and they track
1: they track down this, this house with supervillains in it, and one of the supervillains has the ability to generate explosions. Right. Uh, hang on, I'll just look this up, just so I've got some context. Okay. So, uh, Civil War, graphic novel.
2: No, I don't want to buy it. Uh, I just need, like, a plot. Come on.
0: Give in, let's talk talk it. amongst yourselves, listeners, whilst uh, Nate figures out uh, the next... There issue. we go, right. <clears throat> so it's basically, yeah,
1: so... So it's a group called the New Warriors, right? made up of Night Thrasher, Namorita, Speedball, and Microbe, who, by the way, Microbe has a super shit superpower. He basically just can control, like, germs and shit. It's terrible. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So they go up against um, a bunch of villains in Stamford, Connecticut. Right. While filming their reality TV show. Okay. Okay. These villains are Cobalt Man, Speed Freak, Cold Heart, and Nitro. Now... Nitro's power is as a result of genetic reengineering by the Kree, the aliens that also did um, Captain Marvel, I
0: believe. I'll say the Kree the ones- appeared in Agents of Shield, Captain Marvel, Guardians of the they're, Galaxy. They're the ones
1: she works for though, isn't it originally? Yes. The, the yeah, Supreme Intelligence. Yeah,
0: they're the, they're the blue motherfuckers. Yeah.
1: So basically, he can transform his body into a gaseous state, mm. explode, and then reconstitute himself. Awesome. So he can limit it to, like, a fist so he can, like, explode, punch you. Or he can do it with his entire body.
0: (laughs) You can just do it with your head, couldn't you? I'm so angry. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) Mind blown. (laughs) It is
1: commented in Civil War that he almost killed the Hulk on one occasion. Or almost beat the Hulk. So Nitro on his own is not somebody to be fucked with. But he has three friends with him. Anyway, they're having a fight. Nitro gets cornered, explodes, and kills over 600 people. Oof. Including a bus full of school kids. Ah. Now, compare that to the film. Mm. Tony Stark starts weeping over one kid who went to do charity work in that flying city which yeah. probably thousands of people died in. But for some reason, he's upset about one kid.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> like I say, so, you completely ignore the fact that, you know, thousands of people died in Sarcovia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So public opinion turns against the superheroes, and the government um, starts getting pissed off, and the... Um, the group are the the group. The new warriors are branded as baby killers because they're responsible for the incident. Mm-hmm. And hindsight, um, who is sort of a member of the group but not really, he releases their secret identities online. Ah, okay. And several of them are jumped. Right. Um. You know. And then multiple, like the Human Torch, gets jumped in a nightclub. So. Congress then passes the Superhero Registration Act, which basically says that all people with superhuman abilities have to be registered with the US government, and it requires them to be enlisted and specifically trained to certain specifications if they want to serve as superheroes. Right. So they basically try and form a way of saying, right, you're no longer random vigilantes, Mm. you are... An arm of the government and we will
0: train you to do this properly. They kind of touch on that in the first X-Men movie, don't they? About mm. about uh you know, mutant registration and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Um
1: and that applies to people who are have naturally occurring abilities, people using exotic technology, including Iron Man, Tony yeah. Stark himself, and anyone who wants to challenge the superhumans. Right. Um So basically S.H.I.E.L.D. are then tasked with tracking down people who violate this. They want to enlist Captain America, and Captain America is not happy about it. Mm. So that's what causes the division. Um, So, yes, I kind of agree. I mean, I'm totally on the side of of, of Iron Man in graphic novel regards, Mm -hmm. because I think, you know, if you're going to have superhuman powers, then, because that's the thing about, xavier's school isn't it they don't just educate the kids they teach them how to control yep. their powers and use them for good mm. so they and i think in the graphic novels the x-men are left alone right that you know um, he refuses to take a side mm. professor x because he's basically doing what the government's already requiring them to do yeah. i think the kids all have to be registered but mm. i think they are anyway do you know what I mean? I think the government's already aware of them because yeah, they, they know they're that
0: in they're school. School.
1: there. Yeah, yeah. But the X Men stay out of the fight. They're like, we're not getting involved.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um.
1: So I think yeah, if you've got people who can shoot fireballs and explode and throw cars around, I think you know the government should know who they are, and I think it should be re- they should be regulated, you know, or at least properly trained, so they're not just causing random havoc. You Know All what I right. mean? Yeah, like mm-hmm. in the same way that I agree that if you're gonna own a firearm, you should have sufficient training in how to use it and safely clean it and, and handle it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm
2: yeah.
1: yeah, so I'm definitely on Captain, I'm definitely on um, Iron Man's side polit- politically speaking, right? I don't like Captain America as a character anyway, right? Because he's very, he's a bit boring to me, okay. You know, his whole sort of Oh yes the American way, Harada da, I'm am Captain America, oh I'm all good and nice and shiny and haha. It's just a bit I don't know, he he falls a bit bland for me. I well, mean, that's kind of
0: the is. point of Captain or was the point of Captain America, he was a symbol for the people to fall behind. Mm. Um you know, as a uh what's the what's the really the word for it? As a as a figure I don't I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. Like
1: I'm not slating his abilities or his powers or anything, you know, if if mm. I had the choice to have Captain America at my back in a fight or not, I'd definitely take him. Mm. But I just think character-wise I he doesn't appeal to me
0: oh, as enough.
1: much as as much as other people. I think um <clears throat> I think the thing is I always like um I like heroes who have almost like a realistic human level of damage.
2: <clears throat> okay.
1: like, you know, like Deadpool, obviously he's an antihero, but he's got his issue. He's got fuck loads of issues. Yeah. Um, Tony Stark in the graphic novels, because he has a serious drinking problem at one point, Right. he becomes a serious alcoholic. There's the demon in the bottle storyline. I think it's called mm. where he is a serious alcoholic and it starts affecting Iron Man being Iron Man. All right. <clears throat> so I think Rhodey steps in for him for a bit. Um, but you know captain america doesn't ever seem to have anything like that he's he's always sort of portrayed as this sort of i mean he might be a bit naive yeah in you know that he's always looking for like the best way the good old fashioned way but the good old fashioned way that he extols the virtues of is also like jim crow america and segregation <laughs> and pre martin luther king yeah. So you can't you can't really get on board with him without getting on board with that. Do you know what I mean? It's, mm. Yeah, he's not my cup of tea as a character. So <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of Iron Man. But if I give him the choice out of the two, I'd probably
0: choose Iron Man. Uh, fair enough. I mean, from a political standpoint, it's it's a it's a difficult one because, and it would be nice to kind of find a <clears throat> nice kind of medium between the two. You know like mm. you say, Iron Man is you know we need to be held accountable. Um, you know, we need to make sure we are following the rules. Um, yeah. I mean, what I read out was just a
1: brief overview of it. Obviously, it, does, it goes a lot deeper. Yeah, yeah. Saying, and, Cap- comics, and, Cap- and, a-
0: and Captain America is, but that sometimes means not doing the right thing, and doing the right thing is much more important. Um, mm. And I kind of see it from both sides, and I'm, I'm a big advocate of doing the right thing. Um, I am it, as well, it, it, but it gets I- me into a lot of trouble <clears> at work. Mm. When, when I just say, but this is the right thing to do.
1: Don't get me wrong. I'm an advocate of doing the right thing as well, but I don't know if they point it out in the film, but who, who judges what the right thing is?
0: And that is...
1: Like, is Captain, America allowed, is Captain America the judge? Because what if Captain America goes through some traumatic events and he decides exterminating an entire village is the right
0: thing to do and he's not held accountable to anybody? Exactly, and that's you know what I mean. And that's it's, the Iron Man side of it. It's the you know we should do the 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 right thing, but you know we need to be accountable. So we therefore should be told what the right thing to do is. Yeah, you know, I think it that, works. And on that the, way, we are not accountable for what's going on.
1: Yeah, it works on the the optimism of that the people in charge are going to decide. Because I think what the, the quote unquote the right thing in life is always. As as humans, I think we always pick what's the best thing for the most people. Yes. What's going to do the most good for the most people. Yeah. Have you been um, watching
0: um, Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier? No, I uh, haven't. Okay, well, there there, um, there is a line in there, and it doesn't spoil anything. I'll promise okay. you. There's a line in there that, uh, that Sam Wilson says, and it's that, um, in every scenario, when it gets better for one group, it gets worse for another.
1: Yeah exactly and um, i think as as a leader in any regard you have to do the most good for the most people in any yeah. given situation so like you have to find the balance yeah and so <clears throat> with iron man's side of things it's hoping that those in charge of the superheroes mm. are gonna hold true to that and do the most good for the most people when they can yes but obviously we all know that humans are imperfect and so that might not always be the case it's mm. It's. I think it's it's specifically designed to be a difficult argument. Yeah.
0: Um, it is a difficult but, argument.
1: Yeah, it's not one of those you can just sit there and go, "Oh, yeah, this side is obviously better." It's like, well, no, because both sides have their have their merits. It's.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's down to it's
1: down to execution, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah? Of, like it's
0: finding that balance between the two mm-hmm. that, like you say, satisfies the majority. Yeah. Um, or as many people as possible. So, mm-hmm. All right, interesting one then. So let's move on to. I've got two more okay. um, that I want to, to go through. Um, and they're both food related, so we're going to move back, oh. back into food. Okay, so uh, the crisp Serious sand- political discussion. Food. Yeah. The crisp sandwich. Uh, or if you're in, in the United States, chips. Um, mm. The crisp sandwich. How would you describe a crisp sandwich?
1: I've never had one.
0: Okay, so an argument that I have had with I mean, few uh, if you, people...
1: Just, just how would I describe one would be putting crisps in between two slices of bread in its most simplistic form, whether you want to add, whether you want to put... And now here's the question, though. Would you qualify a crisp sandwich as a sandwich that you have added crisps to, or simply you've gotten, like, two pieces of bread and just stuffed some crisps
0: in them? And here lies the argument. So oh, I I, and I've had this discussion with many people. Now, to me, a crisp sandwich is a sandwich that is made out of crisps. You have bread, crisps, bread. Maybe some butter in there, because people like to butter the bread. You know, But it is a sandwich made out of crisps. There's nothing else in there, just crisps. That's a crisp sandwich. Now, the, the, the other side of the argument that I've had with other people is they believe that a crisp sandwich is where you add crisps to any other sandwich. To which my argument becomes... But that's no longer a crisp sandwich. That's a crisp and, let's say, ham sandwich. That's a crisp and sausage sandwich. That's not a crisp sandwich. mm,
1: No, I'd be inclined to agree with you, because if you had a cheese sandwich and put ham in it, it's no longer a cheese sandwich. It's a ham 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 and cheese cheese sandwich. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, people seem to be arguing that... uh, No no matter what's
1: in the sandwich, as long as I add ham to it, it's a ham sandwich. Mm.
0: Not really, you know. Yeah, you know, cheese and pickle sandwich is only a cheese and pickle sandwich when it has cheese and pickle in it. If you add crisps to that, it becomes a cheese pickle and crisp sandwich. Simple. What if
1: you add what if you add cheese and pickle flavoured crisps?
0: Ooh, uh,
2: which is mind
0: free
1: Yeah, no, a crisp a crisp sandwich would just be. So sort of, I've heard people refer to. Again, this is this very British thing if we get upset about what people call stuff. (laughs) That makes no difference. I've heard people make, I've heard people like, oh, I'm having a crisp sandwich for lunch and it's Mm -hmm. obviously like a ham sandwich they've thrown crisps in. Yeah, so that to me is wrong. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I'm going to be honest, it's not, um, I never got on with, with putting crisps in a sandwich. Love it. It doesn't like, mm,
0: ready salted crisps. In between, like Warburton's toasty bread, like the super thick stuff. Um, actually, no, Warburton's thickest because that's even thicker than toasty bread with real butter, like not margarine, proper butter on the bread, crisps, ready salted crisps. Fucking, oh, I could live on that uh, shit. See, I'd never got along with that. Uh, my diabetes wouldn't live with that shit, but I could live on that shit. <laughs> yeah, so I don't. Good.
1: Um, mm, yeah, I mean, I have very few. I don't. I, it's weird. I have very few non-toasted sandwiches. Okay. Like I'm not a big fan of. If I'm having a sandwich, it's normally toasted. Do you know what I mean? Fair so. Enough. Do you? Do you, you have, do you
0: have a toasty maker, or do you just? Like I go, I
1: have a, I have a George Foreman grill. That okay. I you go panini
0: with. then. Oh, I get you.
1: It's sort of a panini. Yeah, it's not like a panini roll. It's two slices of bread. But yeah. yeah, same difference. Um, but yeah, no. So I don't. I don't have a lot of like non-toasted sandwiches. But I wouldn't put crisps in a sandwich. It's, see, would, uh, it's, not,
0: it's not for me. Yeah, I wouldn't do crisps in a toasted sandwich, but yeah, just nice, beautifully soft, thick cut bread, real butter, ready-sorted crisps. Oh, so good. I love it. I will okay. take your word for that. Let's move on to the last one, then. Okay. Um, and the last one this. is... Oh, do you like peanut butter, actually? Fuck no! Then, <laughs> then my last point is completely fucking moot. <laughs> what was your last one? My last one was... Crunchy or smooth? Okay, well talk me through your perspective then. Fucking love crunchy peanut butter. We'll leave this
1: one for you. Why is is crunchy peanut butter better than smooth peanut butter? Explain this to to me and the other listeners who might not like it.
0: I'm not saying it's better. I just prefer it. Um, So, But I guess the two sides of the argument is, well, peanut butter is supposed to be a butter, meaning it should be smooth. You don't have lumps in your butter, do you? Um, You shouldn't have lumps in butter. That's wrong. Um no, so no, no. so peanut butter should be it should be a paste you know almost mm-hmm. like a peanut paté if you like um, it should be spreadable yes and you know completely spreadable crunchy peanut butter is spreadable there is just lumps of peanut in it you know like big th- chunky crunchy mm-hmm. lumps of peanut yeah. um i personally prefer the crunch of crunchy peanut butter um, but like I say, I think that's that's just me and my personal preference. But I, I was I probably should have asked you before we started the show whether you like peanut butter or not. I'm case.
1: fairly certain I've slagged off peanut butter on several occasions on this. Probably,
0: show. <laughs> dude. We're 99 episodes <laughs> in. I've lost complete track of everything we've ever spoken about. Um,
1: I yeah, that was I was looking at the episode list
0: yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and I was like,
1: I don't even remember these conversations. I, I was how... listening. I was listening to one episode, like episode 40 something.
0: Yeah, I was like. I don't even fucking remember saying any of this. But, um. I mean, some. So, I, I, I look through the episode titles and I'm just like, some of them mm. make sense. Like, uh, where has it gone? Episode 34, Obey the Beard. That's when we just talked about beard. Oh, yeah, in we just talked episodes. beard stuff. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Um, Spooktober Shenanigans. That was yep, your yep. Spooktober Horror Story ones. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. That was, that a, good was one. a good one, yeah. Um, uh, but there's other ones in here. Oh, Record Breakers. We were talking about breaking records. Yep. Um, but I've got. Episode seventy-one: The Chewbacca Defense. Fuck, what are we talking about in that? I don't know because you don't you don't consult me when you
1: make up episode titles. (laughs) You
0: just do it. It's because they just come to me. I know, but they just come to you.
1: But after they've just come to you, they're not shared with me, so I don't know what the fuck the episode's called until it comes out. Would you like? And then I have to decipher it the same as everybody else exactly the listeners have because i'm sat there like uh, this happened a couple episodes ago i was trying to make a point about something i said like, oh i've talked about this in a previous episode episode uh and then i went to look it up and because you've given them all <laughs> peculiar names i have to either look at the description of the episode or listen to it yeah. to figure out what the fuck we were talking
0: about <laughs> exactly that's why i love it That's why it's so good
1: nobody knows what's <laughs> happening especially us um i think yeah i think that's i mean I don't know because the thing is, I don't like peanuts, which is why I don't like peanut butter. Right. So it's it's hard to to equate that. But I suppose if you like the taste, yeah, but you're not a big fan of like dry roasted peanuts. Yeah, I can imagine smooth would be preferable for that for that reason. You know? Yeah. Um, but if you if you're not, I don't know because because I don't eat it. It's it's very hard to sort of make a, a conversation either. So I mean, I suppose. Yeah, the closest I could go for is probably like seedless or seeded jam.
0: Okay, so let's go with that one then. So, and I
1: usually always go seedless jam because yes, if you yeah, ever I got did. a fucking seed stuck between your teeth I'm after
0: eating seeds a piece of jam stuck on toast, your teeth is a pain
1: in the ass. Oh, because you yeah. you they're, they're apparently stronger than your teeth, so they push them apart. Yes, and it hurts. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Have you got Have you got any more? I thought you had.
0: I did, but we're there. I did, but we're also running it like, what? Two and a quarter hours at the moment. Okay. So,
1: fair enough. Uh, we'll, I figured we cut it short slightly. We can come back to this. Well, I was gonna we say this, come back a, to this.
0: This is actually gone a lot longer than I anticipated. You know, well that's good. Uh, I was expecting it to be a very short episode. Hence why I allowed us to ramble on for half an hour right at the start. I, so, <laughs> CJ, I was expecting it to be a short episode. Nate. Okay, watch me end this whole man's yeah. career. Hold, <laughs> hold my beer. <laughs> hold, hold my vanilla coke, I'm about <laughs> to fucking hold my crisp sandwich.
1: Um, so a friend of mine messaged me the other day. She was like, um, "I'm going to call you in a minute because I need to talk to you about something." I was like, "Okay." She goes, "But I've got to go. And, um, I'm going to have dinner with my parents, so it's, it's got to be a short conversation." Uh, this woman and I have known each other for a very long time, and we've never had a conversation on the phone shorter than an hour and a half. Right. So I was, I was like, mm, "It's not going to happen." Is uh-huh. why I was like, "Because one of us will just tangent the fuck out of this conversation, and we'll still be here at nine o'clock." Um, She called me and I literally managed to make it last about 20 minutes. And I was yep, yep,
0: yep, (laughs) nope, yep, yep, nope, yep. But don't you feel like for that entire 20 minutes, you're just constantly on edge, just going, I need this conversation to end. And you're not really listening because you're just like, (laughs) yep, okay, fine. Right, cool. Okay, goodbye.
1: She she mispronounced, she used the phrase damp squib. Mispronounced it as damp squid, corrected herself. And then my brain was like, damp squid, but they're always damp. What's she talking about? Some kind of land squid? And my brain started going off on a tangent, and I was like, nope, get back here. <laughs> reel, it reel it in. in. Yeah, stay in the moment. Stay in the
0: moment. <laughs> 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 Excellent. Right, I'll tell you what, let's wrap it up, because like I said, it's been like two and a quarter hours. 99! Nine 99! Nine. So nine nine. Nine nine. I can't believe we went an entire episode and I didn't say that. What the fuck is wrong with me? I can't me?
1: believe we didn't just make this episode about Brooklyn 99. That would have been a lot easier.
0: But well, this was episode 100. Um, we're we're going to redo <laughs> episode 99. Just do it no, about the 99. Like, it's too late. Like Damn it! Done. It's yes. So this was episode 99. 99 nine of Order of the Odd Fellows. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. Um, mm. If you need to catch up with us between now and the next episode, go check out our social media, uh, which is at tutopod... Uh, yeah, at Tuto Podcast, at TWTO Podcast, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And if you'd like to get in contact, maybe come on the show, suggest some topics. Um, you can email us at the address that Nate is about to give you when he's finished <laughs> yawning.
1: <laughs> you're fucking start is that the address at Nate mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh it's contact.tuto contact.tw at gmail.com.
0: Then you find that it's like when you're in a meeting at work. And whoever's leading the meeting locks eyes with you and you just suddenly start yawning like that. You pull that face. I'm not yawning. Honestly, I've not had that, but I
1: have fallen no. asleep at a meeting. They're like, oh. now, Nate, we'll give a presentation. <sniffs> Nate. Mm?
0: I lost a job once, um, and I'm pretty sure it's down to it was down to my sleep apnea, um, <laughs> which I then discovered I had later on in life. Um, basically, yeah, because I kept falling asleep during training sessions. Um, and yeah, I basically lost a job because of it. They were just like, Look, you know, you clearly got some issues, so uh, Mm. thanks, but no thanks. I was like, You know what? Cool, fair one. Do
1: you know what else we did? We made it through the entire episode without mentioning Prince Philip once. (sighs) Okay, last so, so thank you very much for joining
0: us. (laughs) (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, today is Friday the 9th of April, and Saturday, oh, he's doing it. Oh, I don't know why I brought this upon myself. Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, passed away today. It's not sad um, at all. A,
1: he's a 99 year old man.
0: But he's a British institution. No. Just on his no, own. No. Just, just, just through his racist, sexist, No, no respectfully disagree. Anti royalist here. Okay, well. Not doing it. Fuck. Fuck it. No. I should have had this on my list, shouldn't I? Royalist <laughs> or non royalist? Royalist or always,
1: parliamentarian? I have always made it very clear that I am not a royalist. I'm not like anti-royal family, like I've got nothing against them as people but I'm yeah. not a royalist by any extent the stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Uh, and everyone's around? like, oh, it's so sad because he's a British institution, and I was like but what it boils down to me is he's an old guy. True. Like, he was 99 he could have dropped dead at any point it's not True. so much sad as it is kind of inevitable.
0: It was inevitable. Um, I'll be honest, I was talking to a friend earlier on, uh, who is a bit of a royalist like I am, and you know, I, I just said to him, I went, genuinely, I thought the guy was never going to die. Um,
1: I like all the jokes people have been making where they like for years, people have been making a joke that Queen Elizabeth is sucking the life blood out of young people, which is why she <laughs> just looks so happy to meet them. And somebody somebody made the joke on Reddit today, she so like, oh, you know, uh, Prince Philip held out as long as he could, but Elizabeth finally sucked the last bit of life out of him to prolong her own. <laughs> oh, I was like, dear. and then there was it was followed up by a meme that was um the year twenty thirty five, dinosaurs return to the earth in a weird global event, and they all look. and There's a bunch of dinosaurs running across a plane, and the queen's been superimposed in. Yeah. It's like, oh, dudes, Lizzie's here as well.
0: <laughs> but we digress. Yes. We, uh, can, we
1: can have a conversation about this off off air. Yeah, just I think to you wrap right. this up. Um, mm. But
0: yeah, well, the yeah, listeners now know. But it was more. I, I didn't want to mention it because it was. You know, this is going to come out so far after today. Yeah, right.
1: no, that's fair enough. It's, I was just um, sort of making a off-the-cuff joke. Oh, fair about enough. it.
0: Fair enough. Uh point taken. Anyway, this was ni- episode go. 99. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. Until next week. My name's CJ Brooks. My name is Nate. And uh, goodbye.
2: bye 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 bye.
0: Bye bye.
2: Bye
1: bye.